online games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? <laughs> Sarge, Sarge was, like, so peaceful. He was, he, was, he was so peaceful, and then his computer, I was like, all right, you ready to go live? He's like, yeah, I'm ready to go live. And then all of a sudden it crashed. He's like, I'm rebooting. And then, like, 10 minutes later, he gets back on. <laughs> He's like, ah! It's like it's like Hulk, it's like Hulk. So, uh, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Let me see. I think I'm peeking out a little bit on my on my audio. Um, we're here live Thursday nights, eight p.m. Eastern. Um, let me lower my volume even more. I don't. I. I. I don't. I don't know what's happening. Um. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. over on YouTube, over on Twitch. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, you can uh, you can hit the subscribe button, uh, share, like, and subscribe over on YouTube. So I'll go right into what we're playing today. So right, let's let's keep on Game Pass. We want to know what it is. Yeah, what, what's what's that? What's what's it on? It's called Yes My Liege. It's about you're a king. You're in a kingdom. You're the king of a kingdom. Okay. And you have to constantly make decisions. And I think it's a great trainer for young people. Okay. Free game. On Game Pass. I think this is a, a theme with you. In. This is a theme with you. Mo, Mo's going to come in in a minute. because I'm going to say Game Pass again. There I did. said it again. So you're the king sitting on the throne. There's a line of people. You have to listen to, the, you have to, listen to all their problems. And, and you only have so many resources. This, this so is a game. Budget. You have to listen to other people's it's problems. Actual... Okay. Yep. 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 If you if if you want to try an interesting game that's free on Game Pass, yes, my liege, I think is worth a try. It's an independent studio. Um, there's no winning. Let's put it that way. You make decisions, and okay. no matter what decision you make, you have to live with the consequences. And I think it's a good life trainer. I got to be honest. It's a good life trainer. <laughs> you have you have unpacking a couple weeks ago, and now now yeah. it's it's this one for another I find, life. I find these life these life lesson games. It's a life lesson game. I I, I just think it's I think it's funny. <clears throat> yeah, Duplass. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, everything was fine before the show, and then it goes to shit. And this is this is what Generation X gaming is. So you just have to deal with it. This is what it is. Uh, real quick, uh, Stealth Gaming. Thank you very much for the super chat five dollars to help Sarge get a new PC fund. Let's go, let's go. Appreciate that. Uh, so let, let me let me kind of like I, I feel a little off because I, I didn't do the opening and what we're doing the rundown. We just kind of like jumped into it and, and and whatnot. So on today's episode, uh, we're gonna be talking about Call of Duty. Okay, they've uh, they've done something to uh, to the Call of Duty brand, so they're gonna be changing it up there we're going to talk about activision they 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 hired a brand new position 
to to help out the gaming industry as a whole, Sarge. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. We'll talk about that. Great. We're gonna talk about Lost Ark potentially having a battle pass, and then a little bit more, right? A little bit more. Um, we're gonna talk about VR. We're gonna talk about Facebook VR uh, and the Meta, right? We we talked about VR in general, but now we're gonna talk about like the people that are playing VR games, or I should say, not playing VR. We're gonna talk about Hello Games and No Man's Sky. This game just keeps on ticking away, keeps adding stuff. I feel like every two, three months, we bring up another update that they're they're doing. They're still doing their thing. Um, we're gonna talk about well, we're gonna talk about the state of California and on Activision, fire. right? They're literally on fire, and also, uh, um, is it is it visually? No, it, what's it? They're literally on fire, and they're also Literally. metaphorically on fire. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, right. That's true. They are the, the forest is on fire. That's true. Yeah. Gavin Newsom gets involved uh, with with uh, Activision stuff now. Uh, if you guys didn't see the the the, the heading, billionaire looking for justice, uh, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk uh, offers to buy Twitter for a cool, cool, small little drop in the bucket of forty three point four billion dollars. Uh, Real quick, right? We always we've always joked about like not joked about, but when people started reading, no, no. Well, when people started reading comic books back, when when's Batman? Like nineteen forties? Uh, much. I think it's thirties. All right, thirties or forties. Okay, and billionaire Bruce Wayne, and we're like billionaire. Who's gonna? We have multiple billionaires in the world right now in twenty in twenty twenty two. Yeah, one's a super villain. Yeah, and then you have Elon Musk. Yeah, so you have you have both both. Yeah. So, you know, that's just funny to me that now we actually ha- now we just need a supervillain and a person dressed in a cosmic, you know, costume. Um, we're going to talk about The Witcher and we're going to talk about CD Projekt Red. And uh, if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Miss Pac-Man. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, 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 Pac-Mom as they're as they're changing it. All right. So. As always, like I said, if you'd like to help us out on this channel, you can uh, you can do a super chat like uh, like Stealth did. Uh, it, it helps us out here. You can also hit the share, like, and subscribe button. Make sure you hit that. That helps us out. Uh, if you're watching us live right now, if you're watching us live right now. On, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching us live right now, thank you. Uh, we are here on YouTube and Twitch simultaneously. And if you miss any of this, we are recording locally. So if we do lose internet or we do drop out or we do do something, uh, it's all getting recorded locally. And that'll be right after the show. This gets taken down and then I upload it to the actual YouTube afterwards because it helps with the algorithm and and whatnot. So because YouTube is a upload thing, not really a live service thing. Uh, So it's been helping us with our viewership and whatnot, and people can find us a little bit more. So that's what's happening. All right, Sarge, so what have you been playing besides the thing you just told us about? Is there anything else you've been playing? Well, I want to correct myself. It wasn't Yes, Your Liege. It's it's called Yes, Your Grace. Oh, Yes, Your Grace. All right. Yes, Your Grace. That's what it's called. The sequel might be Yes, Your Liege. Uh, No, but I want to make sure we got the title right. I don't want to advertise something that doesn't exist. Does anybody else think that when you turn on your Xbox uh, uh, X, that series x excuse me you think that it should do the theme from 2001 like when you turn it on like, oh. <laughs> because it's a monolith does anybody else think that like yeah i think that should actually happen yeah <laughs> like, can you change can you change the startup the sounds yourself by going into like the i'm sure the software? i'm sure there's some sort of thing you could do 
If not, I think someone should do do something. Reese says uh, he wipes his ass with fifty dollar bills. Uh, fifty billion. Fifty. Oh, well, I thought it was a fifty. Fifty billion, so he can afford it. I got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Uh, so first one I want to talk about is Call of Duty, Sarge. I want to talk about Call of Duty. Did they shoot it? Nope. Did nope. They it? Did no. It, it's, did it, they shoot it in the leg? No, it's not vagoded. It's it hasn't been vagoded. No. No. Let, let me guess. Well, sort of, I guess. L- let me guess. They I guess had it's sort of. They originally, they originally had three studios working on a Call of Duty game every two years, so so they would release every year for almost a decade. So what wondrous thing could they have possibly done to save the franchise? Hmm. My guess is well, they just stopped making it. Well, right. Sort of. So basically, what's happening is, come on. In January, they came out saying that they were going to do annual releases again. And then now it's confirmed that they're not going to do annual releases again, and they're okay. just always keeping it on. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're not going to release a Call of Duty. Right. It's just going to—it's just on it's the just, whole time. Call of Duty is just going to continue on, like No Man's Sky, like World of Warcraft, like Destiny. It's just going to constantly be there. Uh, Activision confirms that there will be no more annual Call of Duty releases now. According to Activision, we bring this up on the. <laughs> According to Activision, uh, Call of Duty has evolved past an annual release in favor of its always-on model. After yeah, months of speculation, Activision Blizzard has confirmed that the annual Call of Duty release schedule is more, okay, or is no more. An Activision Blizzard spokesperson has apparently shared an internal company email detailing the publisher uh, plans to convert all the U.S.-based quality assurance testers to full-time employees. And that, that well, bravo. <laughs> bravo to the quality testers. Good job. You got in the, you got actually hired and you well, kept your how job. Do you, how do you keep the game on all the time and people want to be excited about it? Yeah, like the the, the, the same email. Yeah, if I can't if I can't miss it, I can't be excited about it. It's just on all the time. It's just on all the we, time. We've decided instead of trying to make a game every year, we're gonna just have the game on. That's at two it. at two thirty four this afternoon, I activated myself. <laughs> it's just I'm always on. All right, the email. Uh, the same email explained of Call of Duty has expanded and evolved, and with the gamers developer cycle going from an annual release to always-on model, this would impl- imp- uh, imply that Activision Blizzard is shifting its marquee shooter business model to focus on live service-related content. So, here's the uh, the tweet. Uh, Activision Blizzard announces that all U.S.-based QA testers will be converted to full-time employees, accessing a full benefits and hourly wages increase to minimum $20 an hour. Uh... Ideally, the changes will mean that all Call of Duty development teams have more time to polish their games after further iterations of Warzone, while also enjoying longer periods of support. The best case scenario is that we'll also see more 2009 Modern Warfare and fewer of what we got in this past two years, which is broken, shitty games. Even if both Black Ops and Cold War and Vanguard sold well, the consensus is that these two games were rushed out of the gates and much more than previous entries. Unfortunately, the word live service doesn't have the best reputation amongst gamers right now, uh, or I don't think it ever did, really. A good and recent example is Gran Turismo 7, otherwise a perfect title, smeared by acquiring an active internet connection at all times. Also, the perception of a live service game are half-baked projects that saw the market way too early and rely on way too much constant revenue streams and sustain their development. Now, I love how it says the perception is a live service game is our half-baked games. No, that's not the perception. That's actually what it is. That's facts. They are half-baked games that come out on early. 
right? So what do you think about this, Sarge? What do you think of Activision saying, we're, we're just keeping it on. We're just making a live service game. Everything's live service. We have our PSS, uh, PS Plus subscription model coming out, right? Oh, I'm sorry. For both streaming services, you have Xbox Game Pass. You have, uh, you have PlayStation. Do you think they're going to be, you know, well, it's going to be free to play for oh, the, most no, of the, the services? Well, not free to play. Small fee. Small fee. The good news is the good news is they can't release a broken game anymore. <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> the good news is they don't really, they can't release broken games. Yeah, they can't games. release it anymore because it's always on. It's always yeah. on so, it's, it, so, now they, so now it's just an inconvenience or a, a testing phase. They'll use different link. They'll use different vocabulary to, to describe the game being broken. It just won't be broken because well, it's, well, it think won't about be released it. broken because it's just, just on. Well, yeah, but they also hired all full-time employees. They're all twenty paying twenty dollars an hour quality testers now because the game is okay. always on. So while okay. they're working internally, now they're putting it out there to to testers before it goes live on the live servers, right? Okay, it's it sounds it sounds wonderful. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, all all that really means to me is they're going to have these really dedicated people that are going to hate their lives because all they get to work on is Call of Duty twenty four seven all the time. Like I have some ideas for a new game. They're like, shut up and get behind yeah, the desk. Yeah, yeah. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're on quality control. Yeah, but, but I've been doing it for seven years. Get behind the desk. You're on well, quality control. They did tease. Did you see the trailer, Sarge? They did tease that Godzilla is coming to Call of Duty. Okay. So, <laughs> how do you think this is going to work, Sarge? We don't know anything well, about it. We don't know anything about it. I want to be positive, so I'll say this. If if Godzilla comes to Call of Duty and it's not just the tornado in the game. Right. You know, it just, he's just there. Random, randomly happens and he, he damages right. stuff. If if what happens is Godzilla appears and then the entire server has to fight Godzilla instead of each other. Like, I think maybe that would be kind of fun. It would be the largest game of Evolve ever. A hundred versus one. Right, that'd be, be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Versus one, and so you have to try to find a way to kill him before he destroys what the four or five ch ch uh, access points in the map. I mean, that might be interesting, but once again, how many times can you do it before right, you get before bored it gets before it gets boring? Right, before you get bored. I, I, my guess is is that you you fight each other, and then immediately it goes to nineteen sixties Japanese television and. You hear the guys in the background screaming, Godzilla, Godzilla's coming. <laughs> and then all the all the players on the screen all turn green or blue. You can't you don't shoot them anymore because now you have to join forces in order to in order in order to combat Godzilla. And then it goes, and instead of having <laughs> instead of having the regular music, it changes to the old Godzilla music. Watch out, Sarge. We don't want to get DMCA'd because that's pretty accurate. We what, don't want to get DMCA'd. Was, was that pretty accurate? Yeah. Like, the. And like everyone's yeah. running around, trumpeting into vehicles, trying to do damage to Godzilla. Meanwhile, he's basically doing what he does in the, in the TV show, which is blow up all the vehicles because you can't really stop him. And then I guess if you can do some crazy code in the game, 
like the like the one from was that which battlefield was it was it three or four when you got the maglodon to come out was that three or four uh or that was three? three i think that was three that was three where you so all in the water yeah, and of, a big yeah. giant shark just came out of the water yeah right? so it was maybe three. there's some kind of code you can do in the game that causes king kong to come out and then they fight and then you guys can go back to killing each other right do you, do you I think mean, do you know what maybe. i think do you know what i think would be cool i think this would be cool if Godzilla comes to Call of Duty, okay, or, or barrier, or are we having fun with this, right? Or, 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 or King Kong, one of the two, right? I'm picturing. Do you remember the the fight? Do you remember the fight, the monster fight that was happening in Fortnite, where the robot was fighting the giant monster, and they were like wrestling across the map as you watched. Do you remember this? Like two years that ago, was, that was. I I still didn't care about Fortnite. Go oh, ahead. It's it's awesome though. Yeah. Was that, this, was that the this, one where you fight? Is that was that the one you fight? You just giant? watched them fight. It was an event. It was an event. You watched them wasn't fight. It, wasn't it the guy from Marvel? The huge... no, you you fought Galactus. There was a Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, yes, yeah, Galactus. Yeah. So, so this is what I would like to see with Godzilla or a big monster, right? Instead of the goddamn circle in BR that always just shrinks and then shrinks and then just shrinks. Okay, everyone starts off. It's a hundred man map. You're fighting each other, but Godzilla's coming to the island. And he, you can see him in the distance, and he comes he comes walking towards the island, or you see the water and the fin coming through as he as he stands up, and then he starts to he's the circle, right? So wherever the circle is, that's where he's walking to, and anyone that's caught outside, he just blasts them with the fire and smashes buildings and stomps on stuff and just keeps moving. So you have a hundred people trying to kill Godzilla, but also fighting each other to get to the last circle to be the the last group. So you have to help each other. But also gets yeah. the circle before no, Godzilla. No. You have to kill Godzilla before you get to the last circle. No way. Come on. That'd be pretty cool. No, no way. That'd be pretty cool. No way. No way. It would have to, it would have to be, it would have to be that everyone versus it would be a hundred verse one. It would be right. a you, you, the timer is you have to get the, the circle keeps moving. So the circle keeps getting smaller and smaller. <clears> that means he focuses on a smaller area and then he just just smash i really people. believe uh, honestly though i really believe all it is is just a tornado i think yeah, I Godzilla's, that's that's exactly what i think he's just that's, gonna that's what it is. he's gonna do devastation as he goes the, through the and things then walk that we off. think about the things that we think about are original and creative and make things fun so you know that that's out <laughs> they have to come out <laughs> with stuff that's mundane repetitive and broken like that's that's the that's the motto of pro, of uh, today's games you know let's copy yeah, i know Krebsy, i could dream I said, this is what they should do. I know what they're going to do. It's going to be tornado like in Battlefields. You had Godzilla comes in, he smashes, he goes through a random little thing. Everyone's like, oh my God, it looks awesome. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with first person shooters or third person shooters, the possibilities now with the graphics and what they can do, I've seen the games that are done well. Right? It, can be, it can be done really well. It's just, it's not possible in the time frame that they demanded to be ready right so it has to be a basic version of what we're talking about in order for it to be ready in 18 months because that's all the time that they get is 18 months here's what i want to see okay godzilla comes out and call of duty does whatever they do and then five weeks later maybe six fortnite says we can do it better and they bring godzilla and they put it in their game and then he it does well, exactly. Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> we already know they can do it better. They're like, we can do it better. We already know. Epic will be like, we can do it better. Give us five weeks. We can do it. Correction, Godzilla, but it cuts to the character's uh, an interesting side story. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, it's interesting. I think I think they can do it. Just think of it. Think of it this way: if you're already burnt out on Call of Duty because it's all repetitive now, what do you think the always on version does for you? So I, I guess what they're looking for is they're going to make content every six months. No, I think and then that now. Well, whatever. And then whatever version. No one's working on a game anymore. No, I understand that. All companies are now working on content for the Uh online game always, right? There was three companies making one game that came out every year. Now they have three companies to make content for this one game always online. Yeah, Yeah, but I get it. First of all, you're going to have burnout. You're going to have developer burnout. That's number one. Number two is that if it comes out every six months, all they're hoping for is whatever, whatever new content they have for that that month or that season brings in a certain number of people and other people don't play it. Right. And then they switch it. And then those people leave and a new group of people come in because they like that it's version. Like turn style. And they play. That's basically what hey, it's it a, is. It's a turn and turn and burn, yeah. turn and yeah. burn. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's not about, it's not about having a good game. Everyone's involved. Like that's the whole point of it. Of the original way it used to come out, like call of duty would come out. It'd be amazing. Right. Call of duty comes out. Bunch of people are in there. Right. And it stays pretty high. Population stays high. <laughs> and it goes like this. And then, like, before Christmas, they put some stuff in. It goes back up like this. And it just slowly goes down over the course of a year, year and a half. And it just steadily goes down until people go into a different game. Now they think that we're going to be here all the time. We're going to just have new content coming in. And no one's ever going to leave. They're going to just stay in Call of Duty. Like, I, I don't know how they, what the thought process is. How many people do you think are be playing Call of Duty? I- all the time. I think I think what's going to happen is all the time. All Duty or Activision or their new employers, Microsoft soon, um, is thinking that okay, what happens when Fortnite people get too old? They're gonna move to a different game. They gotta come to Call of Duty, mm-hmm. right? They're gonna they're gonna take them over and move them over to the next. Uh, Craig says live service is like Motel Six. They leave the lights on for you, <laughs> only they don't include the bulb. Yeah, yeah that's basically it. I feel like Fortnite doesn't. Uh, does with their events just a B grade version? So instead of uh, Godzilla, uh, it'll it'll be an ugly baby Godzilla stomping around. Oh, remember baby Godzilla? Man, yeah, his name was Godzuki. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like baby Yoda, we just you just call him baby Godzilla. <laughs> we don't really care what his name is Grogu. I, I I just find it strange that that that's the direction they want to go, like always on. Well, I mean, isn't isn't that, we'll bring back up in it. Isn't Warzone? Isn't that what that is? Yeah, yeah. But but that's it. Then they came out with Cold War, and they came out with Vanguard, and they both pretty much bombed. Well, they didn't say it bombed. It sold so well, bro. Well, no, it, 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 it sold well. well, but not sold like the other Call of Duties in the past. It didn't sell like hotcakes. No, didn't sell like hotcakes. Okay, so Monetary value, so, we don't know. But so Call of Duty Warzone is always on. So what are they talking about? Another version no, that's always on? No, they're saying that there's they're not coming out with a Call of Duty piece of shit next year. Right, the, the Vanguard came out this year. They're not coming out with yeah. piece of shit next year. They're just keeping Warzone. Warzone. That's it. They're just, just Warzone. constantly just keeping Call of Duty mm-hmm. on. I mean, I, I guess depending on who we're at war with, they could just change the faction. Like, and, and I'm not right, giving right sh- now. It's Russian. Yeah. Pretty soon it'll be Chinese. And I'm not giving it'll shit to the Taliban in a couple of years. Yeah. Like whatever the bad guy we're fading, Warzone will just put that guy in. There. Yeah, I'm not giving shit to Call of Duty. I haven't played a Call of Duty since Modern Warfare Two. Right. I I, I I tested out the World War One one, but when the when the the chest came out of the sky, the microtransactions came out of the sky. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I'm not playing this game. That's How the does last Modern Warfare Two releases this year. You mean the reboot of Modern Warfare Two, Krebsy? You mean like a reboot of Modern Warfare Two? Is that what you mean? So that's the last one, though. Then mm-hmm. Krebsy. After this, 
It's just always on. Always on. Well, that's if it, that is, that's if it releases on time this year. Well, right? I just I just love the article that says that it's perceived. It's perceived that live service games are it, the perception is live service games are half baked projects that saw the market way too early and rely way too much on constant revenue streams. That's not what's perceived. That's what facts. it is. That's facts. Yeah, are, That's exactly facts. what it is. They come out un, unfinished, and they microtransaction you for everything. And then the, while you're, while the you're defenders waiting. defenders always say, it's just cosmetics. Yep. If you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. I mean, is it getting old, Duplis? Apparently, to the, to the suits, oh, VR always... is right where it's supposed to be. Yep. VR is right in the sweet spot where they want it. Right, because because Halo's Halo's supposed to get a BR, right? BR it stands for bitches getting rich. That's what it is. All right, that's what that's what BR stands for. Bitches getting rich. Right? It's just constantly online, constantly getting microtransactions, constantly getting skins, constantly updating it. But it's fun. Hey, man, if we if 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 there are only more educated gamers on how money actually worked and how you're being taken advantage of, this would all end next week. <laughs> but we have to we have to roll with the punch that's right, right? Be between fomo and gotta have it and can't wait between those three things this is this is the gaming the gaming industry that we have well speaking of the gaming industry we have now the gaming industry is going to completely change after this one company does what they're doing and then everyone falls in line and starts to adapt uh, or adopt i should say what the so the next story we're going to talk about here sarge I didn't. Even, I just realized I didn't even talk about what I've been playing, but that's a, that's all right. We already know what you're. We already know what you're playing. What was I playing? I bet you can't tell. Well, MLB. First of all, damn it! That's that's, that's what it. That's what it was. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing other things too, but that's that's what I played. All right. That's absolutely correct, Reese. <clears throat> FOMO is mofo. Uh, Activision Blizzard has a new diversity chief, so they they completely just made a position up it's a made-up position made-up position uh new diversity chief uh activision new hire spent 16 years improving diversity inclusion of global it company before the arrival of the embattled developer uh activision blizzard has a long way to go before the order repair reputation of his of his cast of shadows and the company also multiple claims of sexual misconduct but in the toxic workplace okay the company announced that it has a hired a new chief diversity equity uh uh equity of an inclusion officer one of many steps the company is taking to reform uh, the imagine, you know, the image of the thing. So here's what they were doing before, right? Cube crawls, sexual harassment, parties in the Cosby room. And then here's what they're doing now that I ah, just went to completely opposite. They 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 made a global inclusion, diversity, equity uh, 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 practice now. Now, in the statement announcing the new hire. Uh, Heinz made her attentions to diversity of Activision Blizzard workforce by looking into increasing the number of women and non-binary individuals by 50% over the next five years. She quoted saying that I'm excited to join the company and prioritizing the, and it's uh, my commitment for the DEI and making progress and ambitious goals to, to has set herself in the industry and the historical unprecedented uh, of looking forward to leading to the company's efforts, further build a workplace that values transparency, equality, and inc inclusivity 
Okay. Activision's bid to restore faith in the workforce is off to a shaky yet potentially promising start, hiring an experienced black woman to lead the company's efforts to diverse that the inclusion is a step in the right direction and improve employee morale, although coupled with further instances of union busting and ignoring employee demands is also a movement towards making Activision Blizzard better. So what do you think about this, Sarge? What do you think about them taking not the best of the best, okay, not the best of the best, but the best of the best of the small group of people that has to check a box first, right? One, has to be a woman, right? And then two, has to be non-binary, okay? So everyone that gets hired now, there should be no male or female on the boxes. They should just say, of course I'm non-binary. That's what it should just say, of course I'm non-binary. So they're in the running. They're in the running then, but then majority of them get kicked out because if you're not a woman, you can't get hired, right? What does this do, Sarge, to the industry? Well, it's happening in the NFL, by the way, the exact same. I, I warned you last week. Yeah. <clears throat> I warned you last week. Okay, so what this really does is it, is it hurts the industry because in any business and in any economy, especially when you're uh, – a business looking for workers. When you're looking for labor, you're looking for people who are the best at what they do to be part of that company, right? And when I say that, I mean best person for the job, right? Best person, right? right. Doesn't matter. So it, doesn't matter doesn't color matter, skin, sexuality. Right. Doesn't matter, doesn't, right? They look. They look at your work. They see what your work is. It's 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 basically based on a meritocracy. And they, and they put you in you're, this you're pile. At what right. you've they put done you in this pile. Right. If you've done a certain amount of work that you go into the good pile and then they go through the good pile of people who are the best for the position. And out of that pile, they pick the best person for the job. Right. That's how it's supposed to go. Right. So now what they want to do is because of their made up language, they want to narrow the they want to narrow the field of people that they're going to pick from. And then in that small segmented act, segmented part of the employment, they're going to pick the best out of that group. And so what this really does in the long term is hurt the industry because you get less quality games, right? less right. quality people, less quality this. And so games won't be as good as they could be because you didn't hire the best that you could at the time. Now, I don't know why there has to be this line in the sand drawn on purpose in order for us to fight with each other because you think that you need to be more diverse. Nobody has said that they didn't hire enough people. All it was, was there's harassment going on in the office currently, right? right? So solve that. Solve the problem of the harassment first. Then after you clear up that mess, you go back to, let's see who's best for the job. Which person is best for the job, right? All this will do is create more tension in the workplace. It's gonna have people fighting with each other more. Because right. someone's entitled to be there. Right. I've been here 20 years. You got hired because you're earn, a woman. As opposed to earn the position. Right. That's correct. Right. And so what you're really doing is you're really pulling apart the community as opposed to trying to repair it right. with your made up title. Yeah. Your, your, this, this chaperone person that dictates who is allowed to work in the who's allowed to work for us as opposed to who's best to work. Right. For us. And this is not saying that the the women and the non-binary people that are applying for the job aren't qualified. Right. That's not what it that. is. No, no. I know you what didn't. I'm saying. Is you didn't. The I'm pool, saying to the, to the pool you're looking yeah, from. The pool is that you're, smaller. you're automatically splitting the pool and getting rid of the people that 
have have put the time in at other companies, put their resume in, and they just get they just get pushed to the side because they didn't hit these two check boxes, right? They didn't hit these two check boxes. Well, I, I could play I could play the numbers game. I'll do a little bit of it, and then after that, we need to move on because I don't like to talk about these kind of things because all it does is cause division, right? Of course, but yeah, ha we it, we have to talk it, about it, 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 no, no, we're going to talk about it. to the, for the uh, forefront. The numbers have spoken. And the majority, the majority of vetted people in the industry up to this point are men. The, the ones who've been working in the industry the longest, highest qualified, most knowledgeable are men. And so once they reach their quota of men, they stop and then they go into this other bracket to pick the best of that group as opposed to... <clears throat> The best of everyone. Well, it, it's interesting. Let, let's break this down just a little bit more, right? So, obviously, there's more women now that play video games, right? Back in the day, the people that are in this industry, it, it was heavily leaning more towards men because just biologically, men and women don't care how you feel, what you are, what your pronouns are. By birth, men are more interested in using technical stuff, Right, things. like they like to build things, they like to figure things out, they like math, right? Where females are more social, they like to talk to people, people. They like to, right, right. Not to say that there aren't women or men that like to do the other things as well, right? But majority of the people like to do certain things. So now let's break it down: sports game, football, right? Let's say EA for Madden football, even though it's in shambles, okay. But all of a sudden, they look at the population of who plays Madden. Okay, and let's say it's 90% males, okay, because females can't play football professionally and men can uh, in the NFL, so more people are just pro that. Now, women like the NFL, okay, but more men play sports games. So now all of a sudden the pool to make a sports game is now cut in less than half because now you're looking at a pool so small for the specific type of sports genre that women usually don't maybe are interested in, or maybe they're not interested in first-person shooters, but men are, but now there's a smaller pool to pull from. This starts to break down over and over, over the years, because people are going to, they might like open-world games, but they work for a company that doesn't make an open-world game, right? Everybody wants to shoot their shot. That's fine. Allow this to happen. It's fine. Allow it to happen. We will see how people adjust to how this works, and we'll see what it does when the next games come out in the five-year time, in five to seven years, when these games start coming out, and we'll see how they well they do. That's all, right? If if you're willing, if you're willing to get rid of a good portion of the labor force in order to specifically pick specific people, which by the way is kind of racist, right? Instead of it being based on merit, once again, right, you are saying that I can't hire you because you're a man, right? And I have to, that's basically reverse racism, right? Well, that's right. basically sexism. Whichever ism you want to talk about, it's reversed. Well, it's, right? it's also You're talking about equality, but then you, then you segregate people out of it to include other people. Meanwhile, the actual way to get a job in anything is experience. Is I'm looking for people <laughs> yeah. who are experienced experience. in this job. Yeah. Right. And if you're not experienced, you work in smaller places this, this until is, you get experience. This almost feels like I was punched in the face, so I have to punch you in the face, right? So, again, they, they went from this side to this side because there were too many men hired, and now there can be no men hired, and it can only be women or non-binary people, right? 
And it, it completely, and it's like, why don't you balance it just a little bit and say over this period of time, we'll, we'll slowly you implement. You're, you're trying to feed, you're trying to feed into the made up language. Just stop. Right. Are you qualified for the job? Right. Are you qualified? Now, out of all the applicants that filled out their application, I look for the best one. I don't care Always. what it says. Yeah. Male, female, or other. Now we have other in the sex category. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Yeah. If you're the best, they want you. That's how it works. That's how it works. If if I'm the best at something, but I'm I'm the 51st person to come in, I don't get picked because they've already hired the 50. You're you're cut right. out of that. Well, we're not gonna look at that. Like it doesn't make sense to me why you divide a line like this now. Right. Well, right. But once again, the vocal minority, right? The vocal minority gets to be in charge again somehow. And everybody else gets just to sit on their hands and I guess wait for the storm to pass. How does this work? Well, how does this work? This is the well, chat saying he says, so if I'm a white male, I just accept my place as an entry level minimum wage job because a company with virtue uh, virtue checklist won't even look at me. Right. And but I'm trying to I'm probably play devil's advocate. Right. Because in their heads. They're like, well, that's what was happening with women and other people. Right. That I had to take the minimum wage job because I wasn't qualified. It should just be based on, hey, what's your experience? Well, I went here and did this for five years. What did you do? Well, I just started. Oh, but you're you're a woman. All right. Well, we're gonna move you ahead of this guy who's five years, right? Check. We got it. Are you a woman? Uh, no, I'm. But I have five years experience as a as a technical director. Doesn't matter. Do you have boobs? No. All right. Well, then I'm sorry. You can't have the job, right? That's basically what's happening. They're they're completely, as Barrier said, pendulum swing. Just whoop. Just completely to the other side. And it look. This is going to happen at this company, and then other people are going to do it to their company, and then quality products are going to start coming down because, sure, well, we'll, more we'll people have we'll jobs, see. but less we'll people see. are qualified for these jobs, right? We'll so less people are going to buy games. They're going to see. I'll, the I'll wait. I'll wait for the Mary Poppins games to come out in five to seven years and see how many people like the Mary Poppins games, and then we'll see how well they do. <clears throat> well, I don't even think it's going to be Mary Poppins games. Look at Battlefield. Let's look at Battlefield. Let's look at Battlefield 20. I'm just talking about soft. No, I understand. Soft. I understand. Let's look at Battlefield 2042. <clears throat> it's a piece of shit, right? It's a piece of shit, okay? Because the people that work on Battlefield never worked on Battlefield, right? Ever. Ever. I don't care what their gender is. I don't care what their sex is. I don't care what checkboxes they have. They literally, 87% of the people working at DICE right now started after Battlefield 5, okay? It's weird. And it's weird that they've talk never played a game, and you could tell the way they made it because now the updates they're making are all things that should have been done before the game even came out. Yeah, but I don't, I, I do not believe that just because people who worked on the game before who are not there and there's new people there, how is it you are not talking to other people who worked on a battlefield and go sit with them and, ex and learn from those people? So, Why, how, how do you want me to believe? That a group of people come in to make a product that they've never worked on. And never look at anything in the past. And no one looks at anything in the past of what it is. History doesn't exist anymore, Sarge. Right. We don't we're not gonna pay attention to anything. Just like the Sonic discussion from this yes, morning. Yes, I was just gonna bring it up. Nobody nobody looked at Sonic before we made the Sonic movie. Right before nobody the abomination of Sonic they made, right? Before they and made the the, the good Sonic. You can't tell me with a straight face that you guys did no homework before trying to work on a fucking product that you were in, in charge of. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Even if you didn't ask your boss, 
I would call up my friends who I knew worked on Battlefield from five, six years ago and go hang out with them for a here's, weekend here's the best. and find out what the fuck they were doing. Here's the best part. Everyone has this, a phone, right? So if someone goes, hey, can you draw Sonic? What's Sonic? Hold on. Hey, that's what he looks like? I think I can come something close to that, right? What's a Battlefield? Battlefield. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Battlefield. I've never played that game. Thanks for showing up, Ted. I I don't I don't believe it for a moment. I don't believe that the the ignorance is that high. And if it is that high, if it really is that high, then I have zero trust and belief that whatever Battlefield game they're working on now will be anything different. Will be anything different. All it will be is a word sergeant. Maybe maybe they'll call up the guy that did hardline and they'll get the buttery smooth movie. It'll it'll have heroes in it and it'll right? have tornadoes. Like I I I can't listen to the ignorance. It makes zero sense. If you're a business and you were trying to copy something that sold well and you told your employees to make something from scratch and don't look at anything else ever and just make a game and don't worry, we'll promote the hell out of it and we'll sell units. Like if that's your mentality, get out of the business. Get out of the business. Right. It's it's impossible for me to tell you. It's impossible for them to tell me that no one did research. Yeah. Zero research. It will have two tornadoes. That's right. Maybe just maybe one of them will be on fire. Or or maybe they'll be they won't be bugged. Right? You want you want to play the we want to play the soft game now where everybody's feelings everybody's feelings is mattered now. Like nobody can get offended. Everyone has to talk with everyone has to walk around with kid gloves, right? Everyone. Right? We're, we're gonna see. We'll see what this labor breeds. We'll see what kind of games they come out with. And we'll see if it works. Yeah. If it works, I guess I'll put myself in the big blue, big book, big, big blue book, book of blue. Bowl, yeah. Right. And we'll see. But I, for one, don't believe it. I just don't. I, I, I think that the more they try, the more that they try to say that they're diversified, they are actually causing yeah. right. more separation. Right. Of us, and the, they have the more they use the word inclusion more. and diversity, the the farther diversity more. and inclusion goes goes away. I, I've never seen I I've never seen it like this before, where we as a country were doing so well, and I guess the upper people in the high ivory towers were sensing it that everybody was getting along too well, right? And so now all of a sudden, this drastic shift of hatred and malice towards everyone for zero reason yeah there are zero number facts just, that just should be, you know, think differently be than me each other because their belief is this so therefore this is where we're existing right now it's nonsense nonsense yeah i mean that's what it is that's what it is all right the next topic i want next. to talk the, the next co uh, topic i want to talk about is that there was uh lost ark had a past tease an official video okay so they had this little little emblem up at the top of the video and it said arc pass now the arc pass has been part of the korean uh version of lost arc and it's they they showed the new update that's coming out and they saw this and they're like oh I, maybe the the battle pass is coming into and i talked about this on my stream the other day in the morning on the daily grind uh it says is battle pass coming now this is not official yet we don't know if it's coming but obviously we assume it's coming Okay, it looks like Lost Ark Pass might be some kind of battle pass uh, uh, debuting in a future base about icon shows in the recent official video 
from Smilegate. Now, Smilegate and Amazon Games are continuing to work with Lost Ark, most recently new classes for April and May in 2022, and were revealed in a roadmap update in the Abyss Raids, um, debuted last month. And it was also not as all, though, that Lost Ark Battle Pass may be on its way. Now, from what we know, the Lost Ark Pass looks to be a progression-based unlock system for seasonal content. Yep, that's right. It looks like Lost Ark Battle Pass is probably on the way. Now, Lost Ark, uh, the Ark Pass, is spotted in the corner above at minute 107 in the, in the highlighted video. And on the game's official forms, it sem the same forms posted include an image that appears to show the progress screen for Ark Pass. Now, you can see that there's going to be the first levels 1 through 5, then 6 through 10, then 11 through 15, 16 through 20, 21 through 25, and 26 to 30. And 30 looks like it's the it's the top one. Now, obviously, there'll be resources to get. There'll be cosmetics to get and whatnot. Now, there's not a lot of information, uh, you know, burned into the screen. It looks like there's Arc Pass. We'll have a premium pass and a super premium tier. Strangely, the the, uh, the dates on it are... are several months old, but it's coming from the Korea thing, right? So so the Lost Ark Battle Pass is currently interesting, uh, and it wouldn't be surprising that they said that it all takes all this within a grain of salt, because we don't know if it's re real or not yet, and we can't be certain that this actually launches until Smallgate and Amazon Games make it an official announcement. Now, again, people are talking about that there's going to be uh, multiple price points, okay? Now, the price points of this are very loose. We don't know. From the translation of the Korean servers to the American servers. It says the first tier regular one is free. Then there's a premium, which one costs 19,600 RC, whichever, I don't know the currency there. Uh, I think it's like, um, I forget what it is, but it's not Korean. The actual thing, it's Ruby currency. I forget what the uh, Royal crystals. That's what it is. Royal crystals, 19,600 Royal crystals, but I don't know how much that is converts to the Korean uh, for dollar amount. Okay, and super premium is 49200 If I roughly do it, I think it's around $19 or $20 and then $40, $42, $45, something along the lines of that. So I talked about this the other day, Sarge, where they're conditioning us this entire time, not just the Korean free-to-play games, just all games in general, right? Every game that comes out that's a live service game or some sort of MMO has some sort of battle pass, right? That's the first condition. They've conditioned us for so many years now that everyone says, well, they're all in all the games, right? Battle passes are just a staple of they're in the game, always. Then, then what's a staple now is there's a free and then there's a $10, right? And now the $10 moves maybe up to 15 or then goes up to 20 and then now there's no longer a free and just a premium one. Now there's a super premium one where it's $45 or whatever it is, right? So this is just another, another starting to condition. Well, how else can we get money? Now we pay for microtransactions. We pay for skins. We pay for uh, currency in the game. We pay for premium passes. We pay for super premium passes. We pay for DLC. We pay... There's so many ways to pay for a game now. And I, I believe that, look, I've talked about this. I really like Lost Ark. Lost Ark is a good game. It's a free-to-play game, but I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out personally with games that I have to check in daily and do the same things over and over like a job, okay? I just don't have enough time in my days doing what I do to implement these type of games in my life anymore, okay? But to get the premium pass, 
what do you think about this, Sergeant? Now, I know you don't dabble in any of this stuff, so I don't want you to talk about it for you and, like, you don't give a shit about it. But what do you think of it, what it means for the industry as a whole where they go from free to premium to super premium? You know, they keep adding these other tiers into it every two months, three months for a season. In all honesty, the issue is education of the community. I don't consider myself part of the community because I know too much. I'm not part of their marketing demographic because I understand how I'm being manipulated. But what you're looking at is you're looking at children. Once corporations started realizing how much money they could make in video games, whereas before they didn't give a shit about us, right? corporations started infiltrating the gaming space. So now you have suits doing the same kind of marketing they do for any other product anywhere else. Maximum return for minimal effort is the goal, right? And so if I only have X number of minutes per person that they're going to be on per week, then those minutes in-game have to be spent doing things that will eventually lead them to make a purchase. That's how they look at you. It is not about an actual video game anymore. So until young adults realize how they're being manipulated and you tell your little brother and you explain to the kids below you how gaming works, how this is now, as, as, as opposed to just existing in the world, handing over money like any other product anywhere else. Right. Right. Until we educate yourselves on how this works, nothing will change at all. At all. I don't, I don't think that a video game should cost $120. Now, I don't mean up front. I mean total. Right. I, I don't care if you played it for 250 hours. Just because you played it for 250 hours doesn't mean, well, it should cost $120. If you guys talk about right. it that way, then any game that milks you and puts you in a game that you have to work for hours at a time before getting a crumb of reward, you could just slap a label on that and say, well, it was worth it because I played a thousand hours. Yeah, but you only accomplished 30 hours worth of shit right. that you were actually excited about. The rest, you were at a job. You are grinding at a job right. to get a, a crumb for something for for almost a prize in a game, right? It's almost like playing redemption tickets at an arcade now. The only way, listen, the only way this changes is you have to be educated enough to understand how you're being manipulated. Until then, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. You have to educate because the 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 days of video games being fun and innocent are over yeah there's no innocent they're still fun over right but they're not over yeah right what you consider fun okay is now a business transaction it has got nothing to do with the pure joy of enjoying your free time playing a video game right that is over right everybody is trying to monetize the time that you have spent in a game that's the model right so battle pass uh, live service MMO, whatever you guys want to call it, it's the same thing. How many hours am I in a game? How much money can I extract from being in the, It's harvesting. It's just harvesting time and money. That's all it is. It's not about, hey, let's play this fun game, right? The fun games are in between all this nonsense, man. Yeah. How many games have you played where you're not being treated that way? They're few and far between. Like the Lego game is absolutely for kids and for fun. Yep. Like 100%. Right. And there and, and there's no microtransactions. Hundred yeah. percent. You that is purely for joy and fun. Yep. That's what that's for. That is a small speck of chalk amongst the sand. 
right? Compared to the other games that are out there right now. That's just the way it is. So the only way this changes is educating the community. That's it, right? No more hype games. You, you they're, they're forcing you to grow up. They're, they're actually forcing you. They're forcing you to grow up. So you can either stay a kid and just keep handing over money for whatever reason you think is justified for you because you're having fun, right? So fun and fun in 2010 was $75. Now fun in 2022 is $675. <laughs> right, and it's right. the same three games, but right. to you, it's still worth it. So in your mind, you don't know the difference between value for money. You're just saying money equals fun. Right. Once you reach the other point and you reach the value of the money, you'll understand differently. But once again, they are marketing to children. <clears throat> this is why I preach every week. The ESRB is trash, right? There is no regulation for what is going on right now. There is no consumer protection for children right. for what is going on right now. All we're doing is giving a credit card that has a $200 limit on it to a six-year-old or 12-year-old, and they buy three times a week and mommy recharges the card. That's what they're doing. They're just harvesting money. The, the uh, Real quick, water. Obviously, single players are not in this conversation because single players don't have battle passes and stuff like that, right? The battle passes come in. And real quick, Melrose brought up, he said that battle pass uh, originated with Fortnite. I looked it up, Melrose. It actually didn't. It, it it started the battle pass concept was seen in 2013 with Valve's Dota 2 during an event surrounded the international 2013 annual esports tournament for the game uh, called the Compendium. It provided a unique in-game content of features for those who that purchased it. A 25% of the revenue made it to go towards a prize pool for the event. Right, so they had an uh, literally the first thing battle pass was for that, and then. Dota 2 in 2013 was the initial subscription fee type of thing. And then Fortnite came out and Fortnite is what completely. And when everyone saw Fortnite exploding and then what they did, everyone's like, we want to make a BR and we have to have a battle pass. And then people were like, well, we don't have Happy a BR, pasta. but I want to just make a battle pass. And you see battle passes in different shapes, ways Everywhere. and forms now, right? Uh, the battle pass in, in Marvel's Avengers. Now, I want to I want to bring this up for a second, because if Marvel's Avengers wasn't a, a popular game, not the game that it is right now because it's not a popular game. But if it was a popular game, they were going to charge for every single battle pass, which is the cosmetic pass for each of the characters, right? When it first came out, and then all of a sudden they said, no, we're going to give you the first characters for free, the six characters. What if they didn't? At the last second, they came out and said, no, no, we're giving you the first six characters for free, and you can earn enough credits in those six characters to then purchase the next character in, right? So they've taken the battle pass completely to a different whole level because the battle pass in the in the normal games is a battle pass for the season. This battle pass for Marvel's Avengers is for each character you would pay $10. So there's six characters at 60 additional dollars on top of the $60 you already paid for. Then that was free. Then they came out with Kate. Then they came out with Hawkeye. Then they came out with Black Panther. And then they came out with Spider-Man. That's an additional $40 for that pass. For, for that on top of the $14 skins on top of the other, uh, you know, small banners and, and right. So this is what they start doing. That's that game. Then there's the other games that do the season pass or the microtransactions or the, the loot boxes, right? Then there's the battle passes uh, that you go through for like the sports games, but then you can buy the extra packs that get you, you know, the, 
It's all about skipping. It's yeah. all about skipping the game. They've all adapted. Make, they've all they've all used different methods. And you sell me a solution. You 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 created a problem and then sell me the solution. It's textbook. Right. It's textbook. It's education is my answer. Education to children at this point because now they are forcing us to grow up. Or yeah, they're forcing us to grow up. That's basically what it is. You can't treat it like a video game because yeah. it's not. It's not a video game, right? We need somebody who has common sense, who understands what's happening, right? Once they dial in, they figure out what exactly is happening to children with video games, as opposed to not well, video games is causing us to rob stores, but the manipulation, the monetary manipulation of children. Once that comes out, somebody has to get rid of the ASRB and we have to put in another, another group of people well, that, that, that says what the consumer pro- protection is. There isn't any. I, I I'm in a in a in a good position because I've been playing video games my whole entire life. I'm 43 years old. I've been playing since I was three years old. 40 years I've been playing video games. My son's seven years old right now, and I can see it slowly. What the industry is doing is tearing him down little by little because he knows he's not allowed to purchase anything on a microtransaction store or marketplace. But it's everywhere, right? Little by everywhere. little, little by little, he sees the the free pass that's on Minecraft Dungeons, and then he's like, "Well, I want that." cosmetic that's underneath i go well that's pre- that's premium well how much is that and then i have to tell him well, this is what it is and he's like all right, all right okay i don't want that and then he, he just does the free path then he sees the other games he plays and there's a there's a battle pass and he's like well how much is that and then he sees the marketplace well this is only three dollars well this is only ten dollars and they only. just they just keep word. keep pushing and punching down they, they just keep punching at the kids and wear them down until they go now now i'm an educated gamer dad okay my wife played games, but she's not fluent in what's happening in the industry if I didn't tell her what was going on. So if if I wasn't his father, he'd spending hundreds here's, of dollars. Here's a credit card. Yeah. Here's a credit card. They, there's a lot of families like that that don't know what's happening with these with these games. They think they think it's as, just as simple as letting your kid watch uh, Nickelodeon or Disney and it's everything's not. fine or YouTube kids and everything's fine. No, you have to watch what your kids are doing, okay? Because... They 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 slip it in. They slip certain things in. They might give you a free board one week, okay, and it was free, and it shows up online for free, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, it's not free, and they're like, "Well, it was free. Oh, I really wanted it." Can you? And they, they then they pressure you, right? Then your kids are playing the the, the googly eyes with you. They're like, "Oh, come on! I'll I'll take the I'll walk the dog. I'll I'll, I'll take out the trash. I'll clean up my room." You're, these are all things you should be doing anyway, right? So. It's like, yeah, they just keep punching at them, right? They just keep doing it to them, and they, and they wear them down. And this is what I'm talking about, conditioning. They're conditioning not only us as people that have money coming in as adults with jobs, right? Because, again, we'll talk about Elon Musk. He's got, he makes $8,000 a second, right? He's going to spend $43 billion. He's got $275 billion. It, it's a drop in the bucket for him, right? So people that have full-time jobs and whatnot, and they make – you know, they're going to take 1% of their income and go, yeah, I'll throw $1,000 at, at, at this. I don't have the time, but I'll, I'll throw $1,000 because it's no big deal to them, right? They condition it. And then that just conditions somebody else and so on and so forth. And the industry is going to be in a pretty bad spot. It's going to be all microtransactions with shitty people making the games because they're not qualified for them. And they're just going to keep microtransacting things. So you're going to have a half-assed game with people that don't know what they're doing, right? And you're, you're going to get games like Battlefield uh, more and more, right? You're going to have Battlefield more and more. I, I just don't think it's I mean, once again, it's it's fed on by corporate corporate uh, style, which is half profits have to increase every year. We're always growing. We're always getting more profit. It's just how it is. Yeah. Right. They never see they never see the crash. It's always we're growing. 
right? That's the way they look at it. And so the only way this changes, unfortunately, right? And it's it, it's broken. What I'm saying is broken because that's like saying the adults have to learn how to spend money in the real world, just like kids have to learn how to spend money in the gaming world. And neither can do it. Right. So I don't see it. I don't see it being any better because there's no chaperone. That's what it is. And, and look, there's nobody regulating. This is the, this is not me and Sarge preaching to you guys saying things. We're just trying to tell you and educate and make more people realize what's happening. Like Melrose in, in chat just said, we had to stop loading money on our kid's iPhone. She spent on Roblox in 15 minutes, $10 gone in seconds, right? Because the kids, it's like going to Vegas, man. They don't, they don't know. know what Vegas is, but they get. They don't know what the value of they, they get a stack is. of chips. They don't know what that means. Right, my kid doesn't know. Here, this is funny, right? I don't want to say it too loud because then we, we might ruin it. So we're setting him up for for a reading program, right? And he's like, "Well, how long is it?" I said, "It's an hour." He's like, oh, "An hour?" He's like, "God, I don't want a, an hour. That's too long." And he and he gets really upset. And then all, me and my wife look at each other and go, "Well, okay, we'll we'll ask if we can do the sixty minute one instead." And he goes, "Okay." Because he has no concept of what time is or what exactly. money is, right? Hour, yep. 60 minutes, same thing, but he doesn't know. It's the way you word certain things, right? Completely, completely obliterated, like, his mind. He's, like, he's like super upset because it was an hour. We say 60 minutes. He was like, all right, that's, that's not too bad, right? But that's just it. These are the people. These are the people they're, they're predatory towards. These kids that when you – dad, 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 mom, mom, yeah. mom, give me give – me, give me, give me, uh, can I have $10? Well, how much do you need? Well, uh, this board costs nine dollars. Remember the words only. I only right. Need. I only need nine dollars. Right. It's just, it's just two dollars. Right. It's just four dollars. Right. But it's but it's just two dollars and four dollars six times a week, or twenty times a month. Like, what are we doing? Right. What happened to buy a game, play a game, make a game, sell a game? What happened to that? Right. Oh, they're not making enough money. Lies. There's there's still games it's out lies. there. There's still games out there. Very lies. few, far between, but there's still games out there. Single player games are still out there. They don't charge most of them. Don't charge. They, they have the DLCs, and I'm fine with DLCs. But the microtransactions, right? I love I love Minecraft. I do. I think Minecraft's one of the best games out there. It's it's not as predatory towards as roadblocks and stuff. But there's a marketplace there, and they nickel and dime you, right? This thing's 300, but you can't buy 300 tokens. You have to buy. 500 tokens or you have to buy ten dollars in tokens and stuff like that or you wait till stuff that goes out for free and they have sales all the time but it's, it's like a it's like a full-time job paying attention to all the microtransaction stores and making sure your yes. son your, your son or daughter exactly. is, is not getting taken advantage of exactly yeah. exactly so. that's what i'm talking about it we're, listen we're in we're in a bad spot it's not about the innocence of gaming Right. It's not about your your selfishness because you're a twenty something or thirty something and you already know and you you don't give a shit. I want to be entertained. I hate my girlfriend and my job. I want two hours to play with my friends because I just want to separate myself. I'm a hundred percent with you on this, right? A hundred percent, right? But now instead of it being sixty dollars and enjoy yourself for six months, it's four hundred dollars over the next three months for one game, and you don't realize it because it's. Just putting its little finger in your pocket right. every so often. Right, and then there's you subscription know, models right? on top of that, right? You don't know you're spending $10 or $14 or $16 or whatever else. What, what was that app you used a couple months ago you told me about? The True... True True Bill. True Bill. I think I have True to download Bill. that because yeah. we just did our taxes. And my wife said, you you pay for a lot of subscriptions. I was like, what subscriptions? I was like, I have Game Pass. I was like, we have Netflix. And then she said, oh, you have this and this. I was like, I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. 
Right. It's a well, lot of subscription models. It's, it's like having a little spider monkey follow you around and just keep picking your pocket. <laughs> right, right. Like every so often, he yeah. just takes another dollar out of your pocket. Like that's <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah. Like, and and I'm and we're both we're supposed to have an adult conversation about this. And meanwhile, I'm considered preachy and negative right, about right. people spending Cynical, money preachy, like fools. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you say to yourself, "Well, I can't afford the car. I can't afford to move out. I can't afford school." I can't afford the things that I want. Meanwhile, throughout the course of the year, you have spent $3,000 on shit you don't even know. Right. You don't even know. Right. And yeah. that's, com and by the way, completely legal. I'm allowed to steal from you because you don't understand how I'm taking the money from you. <clears throat> that's just the way business is. Really? That's how business is? I just kind of do whatever I want. And if you're not paying attention, it's your fault. Like, that's how we're treating people now. Right? That's, that's normal business. Yeah. Right? There's no more arm's length transaction. I'm providing a service. I'm giving you value for your service. Do we both agree? Handshake and move on. Now it's all underhanded, right. behind the door, under the cover. It's $2. Like rope a dope. Like what, small fine print is $15 about, after right? the first two months. Right. It's time to wake up, kids. It's your, your, if you're playing video games in 2022, right? I, I'll be honest with you. You can't be considered a child anymore because you are being bombarded by adult. I, adult ideas and yeah. values on a daily basis, I can't call you a child. And if I'm calling you a child, then I have to call child services because on some level, either mentally, <laughs> emotionally, or physically, right. you are being abused. Yeah, you're being abused. In the gaming yeah. industry, you are being abused. Yeah, there's no, and there's nothing to... What, what are we talking about? Well, let's go to the next topic, right? The next topic is that there's two stories of VR. I'm going to combine them as, as, as one. Okay, so the first story is chemical haptic could bring touch sensations like cold and heat to VR. Okay, so uh, virtual reality love, is all about the big love a, like a nice little warm underwear when I'm in my VR game. That's right. right. About yeah. big dream. It's not called virtual close to reality VR. It's about making experiences feel real and ways uh, other mediums just can't yet. Now, our products release all the time, like VR treadmills and haptic body kits, also enhance experiences, but there's also just so much uh, uh, nuances that we can't translate the digital worlds. Now, however, one more reality hurdle is being uh, uh, leaped over by the team of University of Chicago. Uh, they're bringing together and developing a new kind of haptic feedback that dubbed chemical haptics. And it sounds super cool, as well as warm, tingly, and numb. Now, it talks about a paper that's soon to release to the public. It shows off two devices built by a team which delivered liquid simulation to the skin on, uh, of the person wearing them. Now, they're soft silicon patches that sit on the skin and use micro bumps or pumps to pass the chemicals through uh, to the wearer. Now, one goes across the face over the bridge of the nose and delivering chemicals to the cheeks while the others sit on the forearms. This sounds dangerous. If one busts and breaks your face, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. First of all, I'm not putting that on my forehead. I'm already putting that someplace else. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't porn, even know what you guys are talking about. The porn industry is going to succeed dramatically here, okay? The abstract explains that the team worked with different chemicals to deliver, deliver different sensations. Five chemicals were found to deliver lasting results in safe doses. Though sensitive skin do uh, does worry somewhat, uh, Sand School, who provides a tingling feeling and idocaine or numbing, uh, sounds wonderful. It causes uh, stinging sensations and warming and cooling and deliver a, uh, a methodological re respectively. Uh, okay. So the team worked at five different VR experiences with chemical haptic and users rated this as much as more immersive with them with the new tech than without. Uh, they use the cases of gaming is pretty exciting. 
being able to simulate whether the games are hot and cold sensations does sound like it would be very immersive. Now, what do you think about this, Sarge? I mean, let me see if I, if I can play. Uh, they have a video. I, I think they have a video here. Okay, let me see. She's she's got the video. Can't handle Tide Pods, bro. But kids can't handle Tide Pods without trying to poison themselves. What do you think this is gonna do? Oh, it's just showing like yeah. So there's gel going through. So it it looks like a heated floor system as it's like going through your through the the thing that you're wearing. So it's making it hot or cold as you're as you're uh, as you're playing. I'll just feel, smoke feel, a joint. So you feel cold. See, my my thing is you'd have to put it in spots that would would trick your brain into thinking that you're cold. I would think the back of the neck. You would like this, Sarge. You wanted to play. Skyrim in the snow where you put the air conditioning up full blast, shut the lights yep. off and stuff. Right? Yep. This, this would be right yep. up your alley. But I don't know if I can be trusted. I right. might try to put the pad in my mouth. <laughs> will, will it have a warning on it? I, will look, it tell me not to eat it? I don't I don't want this fucking shit across my face. Look at this. I understand this is prototype. Okay, but stuff. listen, we listen, we talk about this the whole chat. Our whole chat talks about this right here, except the end game of this, like the best version of this. So the faster they go through the 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 trials of getting to where we've all talked about, I'm happy. Let them make Tide Pods that you wear on your wrists, right? The faster they do this, the faster they move on to the next, the faster they move on to the next thing and the next thing. So by the time I retire, all right, I get ready player one. I'm that's I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for it. Right. Let them move as fast as they can. This leads to other things. This leads to the matrix. That's what this leads to. Just sit in the chair. We take this six-inch long thing and just shove it into the back of your head. You can feel all the stuff. It's like, what are we talking about? So on top of that, right, I want to go to the next story, which continues with VR, okay, which continues with VR. Now, we always talked about VR, Sarge, and how it's too expensive and lots of people can't wear them because they get nauseous or vertigo sure. or all this other stuff. But we've never actually talked on the show of who... Is yeah, we it, have. Who is it for age-wise? Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, I don't think we have. So yeah, we talked about it. it. It would start. It would always start with the younger crowd. That's what it starts. Well, here's the thing. It says teens are split on the metaverse. Most barely use VR headsets. Survey shows. Okay. Well, there's a reason for that. You saw. Did, did everyone here in the chat see the metaverse from Zuckerberg? Did you see what it looked like? We all talked about it. It looks like I'm inside an Xbox 360 and I'm talking to my avatar. Like, who wants that? Nobody wants that shit, right? Now, if you're talking about the Matrix game or the new Kingdom Hearts 4 game, and I'm in that world, then maybe you have my ear. But right. until then, I don't give a shit, Zuckerberg, right? You want me to, you want me to spend $1,000 to be in a room with stick figures with clothing, and you want me to be excited about it, right? And then you want me to give you my PIN number and my <laughs> bank account number, yeah. right? So it says users of Facebook and Instagram have steady decline amongst younger users. The meta may not find it easier to build an audience. And the new virtual reality gambit, a recent Gen Z research report, Piper Sandler, uh, thanks for Fast Company, said that 50% of teens surveyed are unsure about the metaverse or don't have any interest or don't plan to purchase a VR headset. Now, 20, 26% of teens own a VR device, according to a survey, but only 5% use it daily. While 48% of the teens' headset owners seldom use it. Uh, of, of the teens who don't own a VR headset, only 9% actively plan to buy one. 68% of the teens surveyed are self-identified as gamers. Ooh, ooh. Yes, Sarge. 30. Why? 
right? Let's just, let's just cut through the chase. Why don't they plan on buying one? Has everyone seen what the games are? Yeah, they're, they're we not know very... what we're looking for. They're nowhere near what we want yet. They're right. nowhere near it. Right, they're in like, the early the, stages the of Jedi, what... The Jedi exercise thing, you're knocking out balls with fucking foam sticks or whatever you're doing. And the other thing you're playing, like nobody cares about that shit, right? That is the other version of the stuff that we played already in the past. The, the tennis game, the other kind of bullshit, like we're done with that. You guys need to find a studio that wants to actually put effort into it to make this, to make the anchor game, the one that says, I gotta get it, right? You guys have not made that yet. Right. You have not made the VR game where people have said, I gotta get that. It's happened in every other hardware system since the beginning of time, right? Robbie the robot, even though it sucked when you were a Nintendo, you were like, I gotta get that, right? The graphics on the new Xbox or PlayStation when they came out, you saw the first games that were coming out. Wow. I gotta get that. There's nothing for VR, right? Unless you plan on never leaving the house and exercising in your house and you think that's the greatest thing. There's nothing. V VR has always been a don't get me wrong, there are games out there that are that you're amazed by, but majority of it is like a blockbuster video where the movies all they're ninety-nine percent of the movies suck balls and you're just they're just taking up room, right? Uh, it says 68% of the teens surveyed self-identify as gamers. However, Meta may be banking on the belief that gamers can become Metaverse given enough nudge towards uh, Horizon Worlds, which is launched as a social and gaming VR platform back in December. Now, Piper Sandler's survey also re reveals that 87% of teens have heard of cryptocurrency and 11% say they have taken part in a transaction over 7,000 teens from 44 states. We part of the survey group and, and the average age was 16. Uh, if you're if you're wondering who qualifies as Gen Z here, anyone from 1997 to 2012, millennials born from between 1980 and 1996, a different survey which polled over 4,000 adults by the morning console shows that about half of the millennials and Gen Z adults say that they are either interested or somewhat interested in the metaverse, but show slightly less interest in both Horizon World or Horizon Workroom, uh, Meta's platform for business meetings held virtual reality. I think that's just fucking stupid regardless. Uh, both serve... Uh, uh, surveyors seem to be equally metaverse VR, though Fortnite and Roblox are often considered part of the metaverse as they are not VR games. Uh, so companies like Sony and Lego recently invested billions of dollars into Epic's metaverse gearing towards kids. However, it seems like the meta will have to do a better job attracting young people. Well, that's just it. First of all, Facebook, when you ask a kid what Facebook is, they're like, that's an, a platform that old people use. Yes. Okay. They're that's using, why they haven't changed the name to meta. Right. That's why they're changing Facebook to meta. Yep, lots of kids are using TikTok, Instagram, and whatever else they're using out there. I'm sure there's another one. Okay, uh, so they're trying to get this market that they don't have, and the right. people that are VR, like Ed, we've seen VR for fucking forty years, and every single time it's just a niche. It's just it's as it's as gimmicky as the fucking tornado in Battlefield 2042. They don't have an anchor. They're still looking for an anchor, right? And let's let's not pretend either, right? Not only does it have to be cool, and you want to have it. But the, the visualization in the goggles has to be in a certain way that stops people from jumping through their TV, right. jumping off the couch, jumping out the window. It's almost like watching people on, on bath salts. You guys ever watch those <laughs> videos of people? Like yeah. they put a VR thing yeah. on and, and they think that it's for real. Like especially the older people that have, don't have a sense of balance completely, right? Or their, their equilibrium's off and they actually think they're falling because they see themselves falling. Yeah. So they actually throw themselves on the floor because they think they're falling. Right. Like, you got to get past, otherwise the legality and the the television the, the, the sets, furniture are going to yeah. be incredible. Concussions. Right? They have to figure a way to get, get the visualization of there to be such that 
you are naturally looking at something. And so you don't think that you're actually doing it. You're in, in it, but you're not really falling without falling. Right. Like you can't, you'd have to be once again, in my head, we've talked about it before. You would have to be in a room in your house, a room, right? And the room is the screen. Like all the walls are a certain way. And like, you're in the room and then you're playing the game that you're playing. Like, like an actual room for entertainment. Like, that's what it's going to have to be because otherwise everything else is you're going to destroy something in your fucking house. Right. Right. Because just go online right now, go look at all the videos of people throwing through, throwing stuff through their television, jumping through their TV. Oh, out the it's, couch. It's, it's, right? it's hilarious. Yeah, it but, is hilarious. But, but it's always someone a little bit older and you know, they're injured. You know, you're, you can't be jumping. Well, you also know that the person that puts their grandmother or their father or mother in that headset and they start right. filming them, they know. You, they know exactly what's about to they go know down. Exactly like, what's exactly. going to happen. Dad's going dad's gonna, like, to like, throw himself through the television set. I'm going to get 2 billion views and I'm going to be right. Instagram or I'm going to yeah. be TikTok famous. Yeah. Dad's going right. to kick the cat thinking it's a football <laughs> and then I'm going to be on, I'm going to be uh, number one on TikTok. Yeah. Like that's what they think about. Yep. Like we're nowhere near it. It has to be stable first graphically intensified to where you believe you're there and safety enough to where you can have people on there. And once again, that's not even counting the people who can't use it because their equilibrium doesn't right. allow Vision, them to it. Equilibrium, they, right. Right. It, it throws them off. Yeah. I, I think again, video game VR in your house, Eesh. fine. But Eesh. I think if they open up like internet cafes, but with VR headsets, stuff like that, I think that that is something that will be man. Liability. Liability. Oh, it's easy. You just hit A when you say okay, and you give all your information away. You're like, yeah, so you don't sue the place. I mean, listen, the the VR that we're all thinking about, that's stable, awesome, and you're not going to live without it, is 20 years from now. 15, 20 years. I would say that's if they're pushing 10, it. Yeah, that's if they're pushing it. And remember, this is the third time they've pushed VR, guys. I right? mean, look, we when, talked about this multiple when, times when we played when we went to that void. And we did the Star Wars thing, right? Decent. Right? That was great. But Decent. remember how we walked? We were like, because you thought you were going to fall into the lava. So you're like yeah. walking like super slow. It's like, and you're in a warehouse. You're in a warehouse, right? You have the room to 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 go. I would like to know what behind the scenes look like for people freaking out because you're, you're seeing that you're above lava. They're seeing you with a fan and a heat thing in front of you. And you're in a, in a, in a flat room and everyone's like, oh. Oh. Right, like, you, <laughs> like, but that says something about what the visualization is. Right. It's tricking your brain to think that you're about to fall off a fucking cliff right. that isn't there. So they're they're headed in the right direction. If you can convince somebody that they're about to fall off a cliff when there's no cliff, there's not even a rock. It's just flat carpet. It's flat right? carpet, right? And you can convince people that they're about to fall off a cliff. You're headed in the right direction, right? But then it has to be trained. You have to be, it's almost like being in a flight flight simulator. Like you have to be trained to be in that suit for a, 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 a I can't speak, a substantial amount of time yeah. in order for you to get used to it. Yeah. You just can't put on a VR headset, give it to dad and we're going to play, we're going to play, uh, we're, we're going to be playing Call of Duty. The first time I saw anyone playing a shooter game with VR glasses, he jumped over the couch. Like he jumped, <laughs> like he was trying to dodge bullets. I, he jumped I, over a couch. I did that with laser tag. <laughs> I dove behind a wall. <laughs> All right. The main story we're talking about tonight is the Twitter story, right? It's, it's not a video game related story, but 
It's fucking, it's, it's, it's huge, right? It's a huge thing. We have to talk about it. That's that. That's the the title for tonight. Billionaire looking for justice. Obviously it's, it's a joke, but Elon Musk, Elon Musk is offers to buy Twitter for $43.4 billion. Okay. Those of you that don't know just six days ago or something like that, he purchased 9.2% of Twitter uh, for like 3 billion or 4 billion, something like that. 3.5, $4 billion. Um, and then they offered him a spot on the board because he became the highest, uh, owner of shares in the, in the company and he turned it down and everyone was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then boom, this morning, uh, his tweet comes out and says, I made an offer and he asked for $43.4 billion for, uh, Twitter. So let me read this real fast. So the Tesla CEO billionaire Elon Musk recently purchased 9.2% of Twitter stock, spiking the uh, valuation to 27%. In the following days, making it the largest individual shareholder and social media company. Now, shortly after the announcement, Musk Investment in Twitter CEO, uh, is, it, is it Parag? Parag uh, announced that he was also being added to the company's board of directors before you turning after a week of odds uh, tweets from Musk. Now, Musk uh, has announced his intention to buy the company outright, saying he would pay fifty four point two uh, twenty. Uh, sorry, $54.20 a share for Twitter. Um, Musk also added that the offer was not accepted. I would need to reconsider my my position as a shareholder. Now, Musk has described himself as a free speech absolution or absolutionist, okay, in the past, and is also uh, filing to the U.S. financial regulatory. He says that they invested in Twitter as he believes in the potential of being a platform for free speech around the globe, and I believe free speech is a uh, uh, imperative for functionality de- 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 democracy. Okay. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will either thrive nor serve. Okay, what he wants in in current form. So Twitter needs to transform as a private company. Okay. As a result, I'm offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash. Jesus Christ. 54% premium over the day before I begin investing into Twitter and 38% premium over the day before the investment was publicly announced. My offer, my best and final offer, and if it's not accepted, it would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Okay, so I think personally, Sarge, just real quick, 30,000 feet above, looking down at this, I think he's got Twitter by the balls real fast, okay? And, And hear me out here for a second, right? He's offering them well over market value. Okay, um, what's the word fiduciary? Fiduciary. Uh, he's asking to buy the company. Now the shareholders have to. I mean, they have to accept it, right? Just on terms of money wise, right? They're making a shit ton of money. Obviously, the board of directors has to take a vote and whatnot. And if they don't accept it, then he says, "I'm gonna basically pump and dump." Right? He bought, and then he's gonna dump, and then. Obviously, the, the stock's going to hurt for a bit. Okay, it's going to drop. It's going to hurt dramatically. When when Elon Musk a little bit. No, no. When Elon Musk long. tweets about something, stocks fucking it. rise and, and and lower. He manipulates stuff by just tweeting, "I bought Doge." You know what I mean? And then everyone buys Dogecoin. So he does this all the time. And now he's buying Twitter, and I think Twitter's freaking out because now we don't really talk about politics here, but the the left the leftists on Twitter that always tell the anyone that's just to the right of them, not far right, just anyone to the, the right of the far leftists, say, well, if you don't like it, get off the platform, right? 
And then they're freaking the fuck out because if Elon takes this, they're like, what are we going to do? What I would like to see, I said this morning, and I know this wouldn't happen, but I think it would be fucking hilarious because he's $275 billion. $43 billion in cash is not a big deal to him because he's just making it back in a couple of months, right? You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is if he just bought Twitter for $43.4 billion and said, uh, it's closed, right? It's just done. He just shuts oh. it down. So, so what you're saying is he should do the Truman Show. Yes, it's right? exactly right. Good, so, good morning, so, good evening, and good night. Right. At the at the very end, he buys it. Instead of just keeping it open, he says, we're done, and we're closing. We turn it off. Right. right? And then he says, I just, saved, like I, just, I just saved the world a bunch of hassle. But yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Just but the like first Truman. thing would do is yes. they'd see the blank screen, Yep. and then they would go, what else is on? Yeah, and what else is on? And, and they would just go download a different app. They would go find something that's else. exactly right. Right. Yeah, so what do you think of this? Uh, what's what's going on with, with Elon and Twitter all right, well, and all this let's, stuff? Let's, let's discuss it just a little bit. So the theory, the theory is, is he's doing it because he knows how strong Twitter is. And so Twitter needs to be a bastion of free speech, meaning that all groups are allowed to talk on Twitter without being banned for no reason, right? right? You don't get to decide who what hate speech is and decide to stop them from talking. Free speech is free speech. That's what it is, right? Sometimes people are going to say things that you don't like, but that's the kind of platform that you need. Right. You, you can still mute people. It. You can still mute people. Right. You can still. It's completely right. fine. Right. Right. So what the theory is, is people are looking at it as he's trying to purchase Twitter in order for it to be free again, like verbally, like right. Right. free speech. The other groups of people are saying that he's doing it because he wants to turn it into a, a, a right-wing fascist site or some nonsense, and I don't think that's the case. That's why they put the, that's why they put the clause in that if he, if he goes to the board, first he tried to go on the board, right? If he goes to the board, then he can only purchase 19% of oh, the company 15, 15%, and no more. 15, 15, I'm sorry, 15% of the company and no more. So he decided, no, I don't want to be on the board, which means that he's still trying to find a way in where he can make a purchase. Now, the interesting thing is in the stock market is if you're able to contact the other large groups of people who have stock in Twitter and they believe what you're trying to do is justified, then those people are allowed to proxy their shares right. to Elon Musk. Right. And if he gets and enough, if, he gets right? enough. And in this strange world that I live in, if you get people to work together, things can actually change. See, what would happen then is, is that he would actually go over based on the proxy votes of other people's shares. He would go over 50% of the shares in the company and therefore would have controlling stake in the company and then could do what he wants to do. Right. If somebody offers you, right, and this is the other part of it that seems a little weird, right? If somebody offers you 30% more for your company right. than what it's worth, right, and you say no, you have to now go to your stockholders right. and explain to them why you didn't make them a lot of said, money. Right. Why you are not making them a lot of money because right. as the company, you have a fiduciary responsibility right. Right. to benefit your shareholders. Right. So what I want to see now is after they say no to this, 
if the shareholders go back and now during the shareholders meeting, right? And I'm not sure if it happens, is it coming up or not? Because it might be a reason why he did it right now. Because usually there's a there's a meeting two or three times a year, and that might be coming up soon, where the shareholders get together and ask why they turned down the offer because well, they would have made 40% on their money if he had if they had said yes. Right. Well, and so it would be interesting to see how that would work. Well, generalistically, I think uh obviously politics are involved here, right? Of and, course and, politics right, are involved. And, and that's what it is. But I think because the midterms are coming up in America, okay, this November. Lots of things. And this is why the leftists are freaking out. Okay. This is why they're freaking out because of the freedom of speech. And look, Elon Musk is not even, he's not even American, right? He's not from the United States. He's from Africa. Okay. No, but he, but he is doing the American dream. Well, I know what I'm saying. He's from South Africa, right? And he, he came over and he, this is what the American dream is, right? Someone that comes over and that's not from the country and then sees the constitution and sees what we're about and, 100% believes that because because they don't have that in, in other countries around the world, right? And a dollar in a dream. Right. And he a went dollar in a dream. He went from what he had to what he is, the richest man on the planet, right? He could be super villain or he could be Batman, okay? And potentially, obviously, he could purchase this and go completely right, right? Or he could make it whatever he wants. He could just shut it down and do whatever he wants. No matter what you do, there's always going to be people like if I say I want macaroni tonight and my family goes, well, I don't want macaroni. Right. There's going to be there's three of us. One might pick one thing, one pick, might pick the other or one might pick the same thing as me. And then that's who wins. OK, there's you're never, ever going to satisfy everybody. It's impossible. It's just impossible. OK, so here's the thing I want to know, though. He's an independent person. Billionaire that can pay for whatever. Does Twitter, if they sell to an independent person like won't. this, okay, they won't. What does this open up for for other things, as far as other billionaires just buying out certain things, one hundred percent? That's, but that's what they're doing now. Of course, right? Of course, that's what that's what's happening now. Behind the scenes, that's what's happening now. The companies and groups of companies are getting smaller and smaller. Right, they're all, so the they're all going under these one umbrella. Right, right. The conglomerates are getting big. Everyone knows how big Disney is, and Disney's a big fucking problem. Right. Disney's under a lot of pressure now. Right. Like you see what's going on in the news. If you guys haven't watched what's going on in the news for Disney, you should probably catch up on it. Right. But the point is, is that you can't have the elites running everything. And I think no matter what version of the story you hear, when you hear about Elon Musk making a purchase for Twitter, it's bad on both sides because you don't want someone like that controlling something like that. Right. Now, the ones who are controlling it now, you don't want controlling it. That's but what's happening now with it, media. Him buying it is right. the same. It's, right. it's almost the same thing. So what ends up having to happen is if he buys it and then makes it a free company where like everyone gets a share. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you'd have to you'd have to turn the knob in a different direction. You can't be sole control of something so powerful because it wrecks both sides. Right. But that's the issue. The issue is right now you have a platform which is banning people for talking. Right. Right. You can't, you, everybody just is basically the, the, the majority of people who don't believe what is happening right now should be happening are all sitting on their hands. Nobody wants to be the one that says this is bullshit. You can't do that. You need to stop. Like my answer is no, like nobody's saying no. And so it takes a billionaire to come over and make a play for something and people are still sitting on their hands 
asking no questions this, about anything. Like it's bizarro world. This is this is bizarro. What, this is this is what I find interesting because, like Reese says, I think they have to sell it to him. I think regardless of what happens, I don't happens, think it's a have to. I don't think it's a have to, but they do have to explain themselves. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's giving well over market value. Forty percent. Okay. It's like thirty. It's almost forty percent. It's, like, it's like thirty-seven percent or something like that, right? He's giving well yep. over market value, and to be a, to be a shareholder and not take that deal is just insane, right? Because they could they could be like, well, it's going to be worth more, but but you can't you can't say what it's going to be worth, right? He's giving you well over what it's worth now. And and basically giving you the prediction of what it's going to be in five to seven years. Okay, he's already he's already giving that to you now. Okay, so I think what is it, so what does that so what does that say? It's it's not it's not about the actual fiduciary responsibility or to make money. Right. They know what kind of platform they but, have and they know they can't. But give this it up. is that's, this. But this is the issue. This is why I think he's got them by the balls because if he, they don't sell it to him, then they show their hand of what they want to do with this platform. And they don't want to give it to them because they're doing what they want to do with the platform now, right? And if they don't sell it, then they they show what it is, and then they expose themselves of what Twitter is well, to the masses. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, people are now paying attention long enough to figure out that that's what they're doing anyway. That you don't need a billionaire to buy a company to figure out how corrupt the actual company is. That you can actually see that for what it is without that. Now, if his purchase and him being in the news causes other people to pay attention to that fact, right. then it's a good thing because that's what's supposed to happen. People are supposed to understand what is happening around them. They're supposed to have the facts of what's happening around them so they as individuals can make better choices of what they want to do with themselves. Right. right? That's the whole point of democracy and free speech is we're supposed to know all of the information so we can make better decisions. But we're playing this game, right? And the game isn't going well. If everyone's been paying attention, the game isn't going well at all. I'm hoping that this opens the door for other for other inquiries is what I'm hoping. Well, I, I think Twitter's stalling because I think they might look out to see if Google wants to buy them or some other company that's on their side. It would be the same thing. I, I know then, it will be. And right? when you then you'd have a whole other ball of wax, you'd be right in the same position as Activision with the whole monopoly thing and the tr antitrust issue. It would be the same thing. Here, right? here's, here's let's, let's not forget. Let's not forget. People are making moves right for for certain stocks that are interesting. That they know things are happening. Like like the two million dollar. This is public news. The the two million dollar purchase of Activision stock that Amarath made. Right. Oh, right. Right. So maybe she. So maybe she finally talked to an actual reputable. Uh, uh, money investor. Or right, she's looking to invest money. She has right? invested in well, other because, things as well. Well, because because the reason is is the stock is trading right around seventy nine, eighty dollars. Right. Don't forget that Microsoft had bought them for ninety five dollars. Right. Right. Which means it's a fifteen dollar bump, no matter how you look at it. Right. So when the when the actual sale goes over, right, they have to buy the shares at ninety five dollars. Right. So if the stock is trading at seventy nine eighty, no matter what's happening, she's making 15 percent on her. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, almost 40 percent on her right. money. Right. Right. Well, here, here's the thing with Elon. Right. We joke that the billionaire is looking for justice because he wants freedom of speech and, and stuff and open up to everybody. DMAC in chat says if he unbans everybody. Right. I think. Look, right. I think You're, if anyone banned. Right. Because anyone can say what they want in his world, at least what he has stated, right? In his world that anyone can say what they want. And if you don't want to see it, 
you can just mute that channel basically right you or you can just you don't have to you don't have to watch it but a lot of people love to hate watch or hate read or and they follow the people they they hate or despise because if they say something they just want to be the one that does the opposite the the, the, the um what, what's the word um uh, just ying the yang you know what i mean they just want to always be devil's advocate to whatever that says and that's what happens and they're this is why i joke that he should just shut it down and then open up his own right the dude makes <clears throat> the dude makes ridiculous amounts of money seconds okay he's a very successful businessman perhaps he's put all the companies that he's 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 done and started okay i bet you this dude already has the uh the neurochip already in his head and this is why he's so much farther ahead of everybody else or he's taking that pill that Bradley Cooper was oh, taking. Oh, right. With the, that? Uh, what was that? Remember that movie where he what took the pill? Yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that? That was a good movie. What was that? That was a good movie. Call. I forget what it was called. <clears throat> yeah. So look, I'm trying to remember the name. Of it I now. I like I like what's happening right now because I kind of like the chaos that it's causing because yeah. because the people on Twitter are fucking losing their minds. They are. They're 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 like well if he takes over then I'm I'm getting off Twitter okay why like it doesn't matter though it's just like you could like, thank you you're thank allowed you Barnes. You're, you're allowed to say what you want to say but I you, knew someone new limitless thank you very much right you're allowed to say what you want to say but other people are not allowed to say what they want to say right that's that's a hypocrite right? it's hypocritical all right like you can't say that well what I say is goes and what you say fuck you right it doesn't work right. that way that's not how it works right so. I, I, I love what he does. Like, I don't care how, what people, like, if you hate him or love him, I like that he's kind of shaking, but he is, the, but he is, but he's he is shaking really, the tree. He's shaking the tree. Uh, see what's, yeah, but he, is, but he is the textbook case of an American dream. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he's not from here. He came here to make his fortune. He learned what he had to do. He followed a dream, but he, he struggled. He's been, he has been struggling for but years. Also, Let's not, Let's not forget how long he struggled for to push that car. Well, like, let's look, not forget how much he's money also he spent. not. It's not like he didn't make look. The dude hired people to make a rocket that goes up into fucking space and lands 30 feet from where it took off. Reusable rockets over yeah, and over you, and over. Yes, okay. but do you remember? Do you remember what you watch as a kid? That you saw rockets do that, and you thought that would never happen, and right. now you're living in the you're living in right. a time where that actually happened. Where a NASA, rocket a, a rocket goes up, like the old Flash Gordon show, yeah. the black and white thing. The rocket used to come down and land the same way that they're landing right now. That's fucking crazy, right? Right? It's a nineteen it's a nineteen fifties TV show live on TV. I watched a rocket go to space, and it landed the same way it took off. Right? I'm not sure how how excited you have to be as an individual. But apparently, if you think that's not exciting, then you haven't seen enough. You, you haven't been excited enough. No, Krebs, that's yeah, fucking I, incredible. Krebs, yeah, yeah, I know he's a lead. What I'm saying is the dude is a fucking genius. He is. He he's the equivalent to Einstein of our of our time. OK, the, the, the thought process this dude has. Or, or as the millennials will say, he's a tryhard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking fucking muzz, 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 the tryhard. dude. Didn't he create? Doesn't he? Didn't he create PayPal or or or, or originally? Didn't he? Didn't he start PayPal? Right. The, I don't. The, the I don't know that for a fact. The dude. I think. He, I think. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Elon Musk. Uh, 
PayPal. I either think. way, this either way, the conversation stands. He is living he in American PayPal? dream. PayPal. I'm not even sure. Right. He is living. He is living the American dream. He is a foreigner hmm. who came to America and struggled and fought, and now he is succeeding. Right. Which means still possible in 2022. Still possible. Yeah. And the rest of the stuff that they're doing right now to cause us all to hate each other, so nobody's focusing on their dreams that we're all too worried about other shit that doesn't matter is very apparent. Very apparent. Yeah, so he's the right? founder founder in chief of SpaceX. He's the uh, CEO, product, founder of, of, of Tesla. He's the founder of Bo uh, of the Boring Company, right? He's also the founder of, uh, of X.com, which is now PayPal. He's the co-founder of uh, Neuralink and OpenAI and Zip2. All right, the dude, the dude is a genius. Okay, and he he's an, he's an innovator. Right, he's sending us to Mars. Okay, now I don't I don't know why you want to go to Mars and ever each their own. Okay, but well, we haven't been. Selling, there's, there's people still selling real estate here for it, so they want to make sure they get right. there first and put the flag right. in the ground. Right, we we haven't been to the moon in years, and we're going back to the moon. I think next month. Okay, and then we're going to Mars within the next two years. Right, and it, it wouldn't be possible. If it wasn't for this fucker, okay? Yes. So because because you need people like him, regardless if he's on the left or the right, I don't care about that. You need innovating people like that to push society forward. Otherwise, the suits would keep us all in a cage, milking us forever because they don't need us to move. They just need us to give. Like that's the whole point. Without innovation, there's stagnation. That's how it works. Right? Do you want to be in the same place you are now, 20 years from now? No. Right. But there's a whole group of people hoping you will be, right? Because they'll make more money if you are. Right. Yeah. So it's time to wake up. <clears throat> so the the thing of him buying Twitter is just one of many things. And I look, I I hope it happens because I don't really use Twitter that much. I use it to laugh and and put memes on because that's what to me it, what it is. I I watch videos or memes because it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh to see how people get upset. And I love what George said. He's now the he's now the founder of lots of anxiety on the left, right? Like that's exactly it, man. Like I like watching that stuff because I have a I have a sense of humor. I like when people get upset about certain stupid things and they 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 lose their fucking mind, right? So it's funny to me, and I'm sure it's funny to many of you out there, uh, the same, right? So Twitter to me, I would love to see him just be like, uh, it's closed, just closed. He Truman shows it, like Sarge said in the, er, earlier, okay. All right, <clears throat> next story. Next story. It's another big one, Sarge. It's another big one. Um, Gavin Newsom, you're in California. I'm sorry. Okay, and, and this is coming from a guy from Florida. Okay, that, that's been, we always get shit on in Florida. I, I love the Florida man. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure whoever watched it, but I think it's the funniest shit ever. All right, so lawyer behind Activision Blizzard lawsuit accuses California governor of interfering on behalf of the company. Now, the key lawyer... Uh, involved in California's discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, alleges Governor Gavin Newsom's interfered. Now, serious allegations have been laid out against Governor Gavin Newsom related to California's ongoing discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, and the allegations come from Melly Proctor, a key lawyer involved in the Activision Blizzard lawsuit, assists chief counsel of California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Proctor is re resigning her position to accuse that she accused Gavin Newsom of interfering with the lawsuit and also interfered with uh, mimicked the interests of Activision's council. Uh, council. Now, the catalyst 
to Proctor's uh, resignation is allegations against Gavin Newsom and the office of Ga of the governor of firing the chief counsel, Janet Wisp uh, Whipper. Whipper resigned her position last month, but a representative has now confirmed that she was fired. Proctor explains that Whipper was terminated from her role after she attempted to protect the Department of Independence as a pursuit of the law against Activision Blizzard. This effort described the Proctor to have directly lead to Whipper's firing. Now, Proctor, full allegations against Gavin Newsom, uh, claimed that they, the office repeatedly demanded advanced notices and litigation strategy and the next steps in the litigation. In regard to the Department of, of Fair Employment and Housing uh, lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, Proctor says the interference from the office, from the governor, increased as the lawsuit continued to win in state court. Now, further specific details about the governor Newsom and office of the governor's interface were provided. Now, Jason Schreier says new an explosive allegation of one of the law, law, uh, lawyers behind Activision Blizzard discrimination suit says Gavin Newsom is interfering to support Activision and is abruptly firing her boss. She's resigning in protest. Whipper's role in chief counsel in California Department of Fair Employment Housing has been well regarded and Governor, uh, Governor Newsom is uh, reappointed Whipper to a role just four months ago. Prior to the efforts of Whipper's team, including audits of Google salary data and subsequent lawsuit, Riot Games' $100 million settlement over the allegation discrimination and harassment towards female employees and a recent confirmed plans to pursue lawsuit against Tesla. So there's a lot of shit going on here, Sarge. What do you what do you uh, what do you make of this as far as I'll be honest, I don't like to talk about this one. But what, what ends up happening here is, is that a a political figure is interfering with a court case for a company that's actually in the state where the lawsuit is taking it place. And it sounds like it hasn't been his first. Right. And so when I hear things like this, I'm always curious to know who the lobbyists are and what their actual angle is. Because if that's the case, then I, I don't see why he would defend such a thing. But then again, he's probably the same guy who votes on one of the committees of what maybe the ESRB is, or what companies they invite, what companies that they Activision themselves have invested well, I'm sure in. Kodak and is so there's a connection somewhere. I'm sure there's multiple connections that they're, they're not talking about immediately. But for a political figure to be involved in something that you see that doesn't seem to be, there's not really a connection. He owes a favor to somebody, right? That's basically I'm sure, I'm what sure this him is. and Kodak uh, Kodak have, have been to, to dinners and parties and yeah. stuff like that. You yeah, know, rubbing elbows I'm and sure. stuff. Right now, let's not forget speculation. Right? Of course, I don't real, know. Real, real sidebar now. Super sidebar. If Kodak gets fired, remember this now. If Kodak gets fired, it's two hundred and forty-nine million dollars. If Kodak is over and he walks out the door, it's like twenty million. Right. right. That's the difference. Right. So they want to fire him, but they really can't fire him because of the clause he has in his contract. That if he gets fired, he gets $249 million, right? So there's a favor happening somewhere, right? That's just how this goes, right? If you care enough, you'll look up the information and find out about it. If you don't care about what we're talking about, at least have it in your mind that video game companies are not video game companies no. anymore. No. At least know that there are other things involved in how a company is run that you are giving money to. That's all we're saying. Right. Yeah, I don't want to go too far into this. This is just more of an information for people that, to know that uh, this is happening in the state of California. And, uh, and, and obviously, uh, I mean, can you can you look at look at this guy's face? 
Tell me this I'm guy. A, I don't want to look at his face. Tell me this guy doesn't look evil. Like this is the this is the villain. This guy could play the Joker in real life, right? Or Two Face. Two Face. A Two Face. Yeah, maybe Two Face. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, look, there's a there's a lot of crooked shit going on in the world, and it seems you know, like Activision's been a part know, of a lot of it. Do you know how close? <laughs> you know how close we are for California actually looking like. The California from the movie Escape from L.A. They're pretty, we're, we're so close. Like, like for real. That's how close we are, right? Has, has anyone seen Escape from L.A.? If you haven't, it's a great movie, Kurt Russell. Uh, it's a sequel so to much Escape so from it, New York. Might, they, they, went up, they might have taken a time machine into absolutely, the future. Yeah, absolutely, George. Absolutely. In, in, into the future to actually film in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. In the movie, in the movie Escape from L.A., California's on fire all the time. Like, it's, like that's like a normal thing. Like, California, the forests are always on fire. Like that's a that's a thing. It's hilarious. All right, we got a couple more stories. About fifteen minutes left. Okay, so <clears throat> Witcher three. Okay, I know Witcher three already came out, but the up, the upgraded version of Witcher three next gen upgrade delayed again as CD Projekt Red takes over development. Now, part of the delay may have to do with the change in developer. Previously, it was an update that uh, being developed externally by Saber Interactive. But CD Projekt Red has elected to bring the reminder or remainder, sorry, of the game's development in-house. Now, we have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on our next-gen version of Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. In recent tweet, the Witcher account reads, we are currently evaluating the scope and work to be done on thus have a postponed quarter two release until the further notice. Now, we'll update you as soon as we can. Thank you for your understanding. Now, the upcoming free-to-upgrade is intended to visually and technically enhance the PC, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X versions of the game, which was originally released in 2015, and the upgrade originally planned for late 2021 release, but faced initial delays based on recommendations supplied by persons supervising development, according to a tweet in 2021. This isn't the first delay for Project for CD Projekt Red either. Cyberpunk 2070 was also repeatedly delayed before its release. So while this next-gen version is currently facing delays, CD Projekt Red has continued to expand uh, The Witcher last month, and company allowed, uh, announced that the, the new Witcher game is also in development. Previously, uh, they're also using the epic uh, Unreal Engine 5. So here, here's the thing, right? We know that CD Projekt Red had problems with uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And obviously, this is a free upgrade, for the new systems for PC, Xbox, and and for PlayStation Five, so they're not charging extra. But it sounds like that it almost was going to come out broken, buggy, just like Cyberpunk did, just like Witcher did. Now, Witcher Three, when it came out, a lot of people forget about this, Sarge. But Witcher Three was literally—I didn't forget—literally called Glitcher Three. Okay, that's what they called it because there was so many problems with. Witcher 3. Now, obviously, I said this earlier in my stream today, I think, um, whatever it was yesterday. I said when I played Fallout 76, I played for 82 hours, never had a bug, never had a problem, but yet people were making reviews and they couldn't even play the fucking game. Witcher 3 is the same kind of scenario where people played the game, they never had problems, but there were so many people that had problems with Witcher 3, fall through the map, glitching, the twitching, and all this other stuff that was happening, clipping through stuff. It almost reminds me of Cyberpunk 2077, but the problem is that Cyberpunk 2077, there was more bad than good, and Witcher 3 reminds me of Elden Ring, because Elden Ring, 
lots of people had really good experiences with Elden Ring, but there was a lot of people that had problems. But there was better, more better, more good things than bad things, so it didn't get overshadowed by the the glitches and bugs and the connection issues like Witcher. Witcher 3 didn't get overshadowed by the bad things because there were so many good things going on. So that's, I compare the two, right? Where now Witcher 3 is being delayed and I look at this going, this is going to come out. I don't care if it's a free upgrade or not. This is coming out with problems, right? This is the second delay for this. They're now bringing it back in-house to to uh, finish out production. Yeah, but see, there's, there's my question right there, okay? So here's how I look at it. And this is my theory alone. Okay. If if the development team did Witcher and then they passed it off to a contract third party to do the upgrade of their own game, and then during that process realized that that contracted company can't do it or can't do it well enough, that it has to come back to you mm. in order for you to redo the game that you've already done. Right. Meanwhile, your staff is being paid anyway, they have a salary. So you're working on the new game, but you still want to release a remake of a game you already had to get more money out of it, but you are not willing to put the people behind it who understand their own game. You would rather subcontract that to a third party in order to save money and be able to work on a different project. So hoping that the third party can just smash together a a newer version of the game that you worked on for seven years and pump it out like a gta gta uh san andreas method okay in order for you to make more money as opposed to you what you're doing now is having to bring it back in house to fix it because you are the fucking guys who should be doing it in the first place right right, right? Well, are you guys have you not made enough money did you guys not make enough money on Cyberpunk 2077 that you can't afford to pay your guys to do the re-release of your game and continue working on the other game? No? It's cheaper to subcontract it out? Is it? I guess it is. So who, my question is, who cares, right? Who cares if it's delayed, right? Once again, the people who played Witcher have already played Witcher. So what you are really doing is you are remaking a game for the next group of kids that just came out of school, right? The middle schools and the high schools and hoping that you can sell more copies. How many copies did they sell, bro? I'm pretty sure Witcher 3 is high. Well, like 30 million? No, How many Wh copies did they sell? Witcher, that, that's one of the other stories. So CD Projekt Red reveals updates on sales figures for Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3. Cyberpunk now is at 18 plus million copies sold for Cyberpunk uh, in, 18, in 18 months. And Witcher 3, uh, since 2015, has sold 40 plus million copies. 40 million copies. Yeah. 40 million copies. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Right? $240 million. It's $240 million. Meanwhile, I don't think they care about the re-release, bro, because they already sold as many as they were going to sell to the people who already played it. So now let's <laughs> slap together a, 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 an upgraded version, pump it out down the pipe that no one gives a shit about, and let's see how much more money we can make on a game that we already made. Right. So, how to so, keep the lights on? So, to answer uh, Lyft, there was not to say that Elden Ring didn't have problems. It, it had major problems for certain people. Not saying a lot of people. And this is why I said that 
Elden Ring, you say Elden Ring has nothing game-breaking like CD Projekt Red stuff, but it did for certain people. The visual bugs and glitches that people couldn't play because it was constantly flashing and 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 whatnot. It was unplayable. It was unplayable uh, for a lot of people. Not to say that because it was broke for everybody. No, it was, it was broke for people, but there was there's more good. Like I didn't have any issues with my Elden Ring on, on Xbox Series X, but other people did, right? I was uh, uh, very lucky myself. Other people couldn't play it. They were falling through the map. There was glitches, the clipping. There was a lot of stuff that was the problem. But it, like I said, there was more good than bad. So you never really heard about the bad stuff, right? So yeah, 40 million plus copies for, for Witcher 3. And then you have 18 million for, for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk will go on to sell 40 million copies in six years. No problem. Uh, just to let you guys know, we only have about 15 or not even a couple minutes left. There's a major storm outside right now. So we might lose power. Uh, shortly. Um, so if you missed any part of this show, uh, this will go down off my site. The live stream will, will be unlisted and then I'll upload the full show again. Uh, so uh, just it helps. The, and what I what I what I like from all of you, I know you hit the share and like button now and stuff. But once I upload it later, if you guys can come back tomorrow or whatever and hit that like button again, it helps us out dramatically uh, to get our show being seen. Uh, and I do appreciate the viewership tonight. Uh, we had a lot more people tonight. Uh, that's the last story, Sarge. Actually, there's one more. There's one more, which is a really small one, which I thought was funny. I didn't know if it was real or not, but Miss Pac-Man, right? Miss Pac-Man. When you think of gaming, you think of Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man back in the day. It's, it's, it's this huge thing. Well, Miss Pac-Man is being written out of Pac-Man history. Okay. I'm sorry, what? Miss Pac-Man is being written out of Pac-Man history. So, due to the ongoing dispute over the rights of a character, Miss Pac-Man has been removed from the re-release of Pac-Man or Pac-Land and replaced with what looks like a permanent switch, which a new character called Pac-Mom. The last time we saw Miss Pac-Man was released in 2014, Pac-Man Museum. Since Bandai Namco has been in illegal disputes with the company called At Games. This story needs to be considerably context because it lies behind Miss Pac-Man game, the sequel to Pac-Man. It's also an unusual origin. The original Pac-Man arcade cabinet was released in 1980 and became the biggest smash hit around, which is, of course, the lead clamor for sequels, as well as bringing it to the attention of to what it might be called early modders. Now, essentially, the early arcade industry had an inventory problem and the game uh, sucked or didn't take off, you, you piece together a bulky, heavy computer hardware worth thousands of dollars sitting around useless. Thus, both arcade developers and third-party produced uh, Converge kits and Presto. You got a brand new game, rewriting a circuitry and an old one. Okay, so with Pac-Man, of course, the problem wasn't lack of sales, it was a lack of sequels. Thus, the General Computer Corporation, the company, made a conversion kit for the arcade cabinets and began developing them and called the enhancements for Pac-Man machine was initially going to be called Crazy Auto. Uh, thanks to the lawsuit of Atari during the development of GCC was was bared from selling the conversion kits without the permission of the original manufacturer. Thus, the approach Midway, Namco's U.S. distributor, Midway saw the gold, uh, saw the gold and the sequel and departed and bought the rights for Crazy Auto and Namco worked to polish it up and released Pac-Man game initially called Super Pac-Man. And the decision was made to instead focus on the female counterpart who was named Pac-Woman with then press uh, or Mrs. Pac-Man, and finally just Miss Pac-Man. So because of dis uh, disputes, there will no longer be anything made of Miss Pac-Man. So it'll be called Pac-Mam, okay? 
So I feel really good about this because I own an original arcade cabinet of Ms. Pac-Man. So it just went up in extreme value for collectors. So I'll wait for a couple more years and see what happens. But I own an original arcade cabinet of Ms. Pac-Man. Sidebar, sidebar. I, I, I know this sounds a little sexist, but I'm going to say it anyway because I practice this and it always I'm always correct. A lot of women don't like to be called ma'am. And we, I always call it's women ma'am. Miss. Ma'am. It, right? Ma'am is more like a... In the old days, ma'am is a respectful term. Right. Right. But women nowadays have turned ma'am into an age thing and they think that you're calling her old. And I think that if we're calling Miss Pac-Man uh, Pac-Ma'am, I think it's an insult to women because you're basically calling them old. So I don't think that this is going to stick. I think the female Pac-Man union is going to come out and say that we deserve the right of being called miss instead of ma'am. Right. And I don't understand why there's a fucking copyright for something that's over 40 years old now. Right. right. And who cares who is buying miss Pac-Man shit and gives a shit about this. Seriously. All, all about the money, who, baby. It's all about who the money. is, who wait, is, is there, is there some Chinese or Taiwanese Plinko place that's trying to put miss Pac-Man on there. And so they have to change the name. What are we talking about here? People it's, it's a piece of history. It's Miss Pac-Man. Period. Period. I am. I am. Right? <laughs> Period. A matter of fact, I'm pretty sure if you guys look up the history of it, I'm pretty sure what happened was they were doing a Pac-Man game and there was some kind of glitch. And, it and what happened was it made the little bow thing in her hair and someone said, hey, we can do this. We can make a female Pac-Man. And that's how they sold the machines. Uh, don't quote me on it. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Yep. It was a glitch in a Pac-Man machine, and that's how Miss Pac-Man started. Yeah. Right? So now we're going to argue about what? Yeah. What? What it you is. You guys got too much fucking time when on your I, hands. When I, first saw the, when I first saw the story, I was like, I thought it was another woke thing. I did. I thought it was Thanks, another woke Melrose. thing. Right? I thought it was another woke thing. I, 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 was like, I was like, are you kidding me? They're, they're canceling fucking Miss Pac-Man? I was like, because it's Miss Pac-Man. Right. Proof. But obviously Real. it's not. It's because of uh, copyright law. And ownership. they will. Right. <clears throat> it's we're living in a bizarre pa world. Pac-Man is going to have a bow and a beard. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. And, and by the way, just in case everyone's confused about if it's really a, a woman or not, there was a Pac-Man Jr. So obviously yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Pac-Man were man and woman. They, they, so got, they got it on. Get that out of the way right yeah, now. They got it on. Let's get it all. Yeah, they they did it. They made a they made a junior. There was a TV show. Remember the TV show? I remember the TV show. Batman was a good TV show. Yeah, it's very classic. All right, chat. Appreciate you very much. Episode three hundred six is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us each and every single week, Thursday nights, eight PM Eastern. Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form for free, you can share, like, and subscribe. That's absolutely free over on YouTube. If you'd like to go on Twitch, you can hit the follow button uh, for free. Uh, if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can do the super chats uh, on this channel. You could also do the membership as little as 99 cents over on YouTube or $5, $4.99 over there. That helps us out. Uh, this is what I do. I make content for you guys, uh, and I hope you like it. And if not, you can go over to Twitch for $4.99, uh, subscribe there, or use your Twitch Prime sub. Make sure you use your Twitch Prime sub, because otherwise Bezos will catch up to, to Musk, and then he could also buy 
a, a company for billions of dollars. Otherwise, Bezos just launches your money. He takes your prime money, puts it in a penis rocket, and he just launches, launches it up into it. space. Yeah, he just launches it into space and yeah, laughs but, about but it. Bezos, let's be honest, though, Bezos is Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Right? Bezos is Lex Luthor, and Elon Musk is Batman. That's like, right. That's, that's where we are. That's right. Uh, we have live supervillains and superheroes. We just live. need. We just need. I want. I want. I want. I want Elon to make a suit like Batman. I do. I, I want to see him do it. Uh, we are done for the week as far as content that we make on this channel, Thirty and Still Gaming. Uh, if you go check out our other channel, Nerding with Thirty, we do have our Moon Knight episodes uh, reviews up there as well. That goes live on Thursdays at noon. Uh, live is Wednesday nights at eight. It shows up on the on the actual feed on noon at on Thursdays. Uh, we're we're live on this channel Monday through Thursday from eight o'clock in the morning to twelve uh, p.m. Uh, doing the daily grind, having a conversation and talks about whatever random stuff. It's called the daily grind. So I don't care if you're drinking coffee, you want to shoot the shit about what your weekend was or whatnot. Come out and hang out with us there. And we also play games at night Monday through Thursday from eight p.m. to midnight as well. Uh, appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for watching. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.